Joe, you don't have any bullets, and you are not quick on your feet. Yeah, well, I'm gonna do what I have to do, Mizos. You got something to tell me? What? What is it between you and this Amy? Look, we're wasting time. Hey, look, Joe! Watch us put themselves on the line every day, but you don't go out there and, and risk your life for them. They're not my daughter. a little less chatter and a little more speed welcome to highlander rewatch the podcast where each and every week we talk about another <laughs> facet of the highlander universe i'm one of your rewatchers i'm keith this is kyle this is Eamon. yeah this is just about drugs right yeah sure i guess so or the uh successful franchise of films starring sandra bullock that's right so define successful franchise of films <laughs> Hey, two two big ones, baby. I don't know if they made any direct-to-video ones. What well, I mean, you have Speed, yeah, and you have Speed Two. Mm-hmm. There might Which, be a third. I think there is a third. But I mean, I'm I'm, I'm mostly balking at the concepts that this, this that Speed Two is a successful movie. Oh, it's a smash hit. <laughs> it does smash into things like yeah. Docks. Isn't it a boat? Like it a is a boat. boat. It's a boat. Is Willem Dafoe in that? He's I believe the bad so. Guy. I think he mm. steps into the shoes of D Hop. Mm. D Hop. Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> Speaking of decapitations, right? He gets decapitated. In he that does. Movie. Yeah, I believe so. His head gets hit by a a, a, a weird reflective. Um, yeah, like just some like some box piece. on the the yeah. ceiling of a tunnel, right? Uh huh. Yep, that's, that's it. Right. That's how you get done in. It's one, yeah. one way to go. Nope. Islander. 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 Well, uh, before we hop into this episode, uh, you know, we've all been quarantining. And so we figured we wanted to check in with everybody. Also, it's been a couple weeks since we had an episode. So a lot has changed. Right. Uh, so, Eamon, how, is, how have things been in, you know, your circle? Things are going okay, uh, hopefully. Things are going all right. It was my mother's birthday today. So I went out to visit her this morning. Wow. Um, and she had us bring federal donuts. By her request, Federal Donuts is a local donut chain. Very good. Have you both had Fed Federal Donuts? Well, of course. Yes. Yeah. Do you have a favorite it, Federal Donuts? I just. I mean, not like, location, like a Federal yeah. Donut. I meant. My favorite Sorry. location is. Um, <laughs> I actually like the hot, just the hot, the hot ones that come yeah. out of the oven. Yeah, the fresh ones I think are superior. Yeah. They're delicious. Yeah. For my two cents. I had a really good it's- pumpkin one today, though. Also because they're like cake style donuts and I feel like the only point the only time I prefer a cake style donut to like a more conventional like air pockety donut is if it's really fresh otherwise mm-hmm. like give me that chewy airy business. Right right. right. But That's exciting. We, yeah. We brought the donuts and she only had one and then she was like and take the rest of them away. <laughs> so it was like cool. <laughs> Neato. But it's her birthday, so happy sure. birthday, mom! Yeah, this is a very this episode goes out to your mom, your mom. Yeah, sure. No, it was like it goes out you, to all of the moms, all of the moms. Are you still doing that Highlander thing? 
That's what my mom said. Oh, and also I've just been donating to various um, uh, recount efforts and uh, things of that nature. Oh, uh, really? Uh, yeah, just, you know, making sure everything everything's counted fairly and just want to keep everything above board. Now, so are you I, on the front lines with this effort as well, or is it just financial support? I've been up, objecting to every ballot, baby. Okay, wow. Every single ballot. ballot. <laughs> yep. Wow. Every single one. I'm like, oh, I object to that one. <laughs> Have you been, is, has this caused you to melt a la Rudy Giuliani? Yeah, I've been melting a lot and also like, wiping it, wiping my nose and then taking the snot side of the handkerchief and wiping my sweating bald head with it. Yeah, this, this is all well. fair. This yeah. all checks out. Yeah. Yep. I, I was going to say, you look, you look positively oozing today, so... They do. <laughs> it's just been a nonstop oozing process yeah. ever since these... Recounting takes a lot of work, man. That's right. Yeah. And I'm True also de defying people to come and take my Thanksgiving turkey away from me. Oh, okay. Um, because... I, I, I'm going to eat, I'm going to take it, but actually straight out of your mouth, like baby bird style. Ooh, I like that. Kind of like a, a regurgitational. Yeah. That's, deal. Uh, that, that's what all this is about, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Very good. <laughs> that makes sense. How, how has your past couple weeks been? It's been brutal. I, uh, I I don't know if I've mentioned on the, the podcast, but I started a new job. It's been a lot, uh, especially because we had we lost somebody to maternity leave, and then somebody also just moved. Oh boy. So it's uh, it's been a weird time, but mm. I've been all right um, by and large. Watching the Mandalorian has been fun. Nice. And uh, you know, just otherwise trying to keep sane during these weird times. Is that what that baby Yoda guy? Oh, it's actually called the child. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's yeah. adorable. That is true. I do love uh, that baby Yoda. Usually, I don't fall for these like cutesy marketing campaigns, but they knocked it out Yoda, of the park. He's just great. Yep. Very good. <laughs> just great. <laughs> what about Very you, good. Keith? Uh, let's see. I mean, not doing much watching some junk. Uh, so I don't know. I watched, uh, well, oof, last night I decided to go down the rabbit hole that is Suicide Squad. And I was like, oh. you know, Kyle and I went to see that movie in the theater, like maybe the week it came out. Uh, I think the week it came out, I moved it. It was the day I moved into the studio I lived in for a while. Yeah. And you would help me move. And then we got cheesesteaks and saw Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, you know what? Let me let me watch this again. Maybe there's some give it another chance. Yeah, right. Like, who knows? Like when you see a movie in the theater, it's all coming at you fast. It's a it's a whole experience, right? Oh mm. man, that movie is that movie is a mess. Wow. There's some cool stuff in it. Uh a couple times. Like you not can tell a lot. it was made by like three different people, though. Yeah. Like, like it looks like uh, Frankenstein. Picture. <laughs> it's really a disaster. Although I'm very excited to see Birds of Prey, uh, which I've heard I, is pretty good. So it was much better. I oh, liked it far more. Awesome. Um, I think you know. that's good. I also went down uh, the rabbit hole of watching The Vow. Have you seen this, Kyle? Uh, have I seen all of it? And am I waiting with bated breath for the second season? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> what, yeah. What is this? I, I don't. I've heard about it, but I have no idea what it is. It's about Nixium, the like Nixon? pseudo. Yeah, it's about Richard Nixon and the cult <laughs> yeah. he founded. Yeah. Um, but all these people were recently in the news because they all just got sentenced. Is but, this the sex cult? 
Yeah, that involved okay. Alistair Mack from Smallville. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Buddy. Which is weird because I did start watching Smallville again, and like because of almost in, kind of like in tandem <laughs> with this, and I'm like, this is a weird. I don't know. It's weird seeing her uh, as a kid being so innocent got, and got some Mac attack going. Uh, yeah. Right. And then later Mac attack means turning people into sex slaves and branding, and, and them, branding with your, them. them yeah. with your initials. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's rough. Also Jesus Christ weird separate plug about this. Part of what makes it so like the story is insane, but part of what makes it compel like the, the view of this so compelling is that one of the, the main characters kind of the documentary is himself a documentarian who was recorded specifically because they wanted him to create like pro Nixium content. So they gave him this like kind of unfettered, really intimate access to like all of these private meetings and conversations. And it's just this very intimate look. It's very creepy people. Yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of interesting because then when he gets out, he just, turned over all the footage i guess to the team that made this series so right yeah yeah it's so, worth the time fascinating i don't know stuff like cults i find very interesting like how people get roped in and i don't know the whole thing about it fascinating so that's been that Cult 45 that's right mm. that's right i mean the, the <laughs> that's liquor. the only cult i'm a uh, part of mm. Recount, baby. That's right. Okay, are we ready to hop into this? Well, actually, we're, we're still not even hopping into this episode. That's how long this is all taking. Because it's time for the Highlander catalog, baby. Are you guys ready to play the game? Yeah. All right. All right, so I'm going to do the old share screen, guys. Boop, boop, boop. All right, Here so it comes. let's see if I can manage uh, doing my computer and also... Uh, talking to you guys and telling you the rules of the game. So the way this works is I'm going to read a catalog description out of the 1999 Highlander catalog. Kyle and Eamon are going to do their best to try to guess the actual retail price uh, within 20%. And if they get close enough, uh, they can give their opinion first and win my respect for the rest of the episode. Past the two rest times. Of the episode. I, that's right. Uh, I will remind you for the past two episodes, both of you have done an appalling job. Neither of you have gotten it right. That's not I've surprising. Be only, been the only person to get any respect. Uh, and I get to give my terrible opinion first. Uh, so hopefully you guys can pull it out this time. All right. Are you guys ready? Ooh, yeah, I I mean, this all to... makes perfect sense. Okay. Yeah. And also, I'm going to do something a little different this time. I'm going to show you the description and not the picture. Uh, I'll show you the picture afterwards because it'll be fun. Uh, and we can talk about it a little bit more. All right. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. All ready, right. Freddy. Here we go. I love to pull out. Okay. Ew. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. Highlander on the icebox observe duncan (laughs) that's right (laughs) observe duncan the mysterious wait observe duncan the mysterious whack dagger joe's for a good buzz the tattooed youth of highlander highlands rule amanda's a sexy eiffel endless absurdities witticisms wicked puns and even some serious prose are possible with this set of refrigerator magnets uh, nearly 270 words and 36 different punctuation marks and suffixes combined for thousands of sentence possibilities. A great gift that is only as limited as your Highlander imagination. Wow. Wow, wow guys. Oh, boy. It, also, the fact that it's like the description gives no hint as to what it is. It's called Highlander on the ice box. Right. Like, it's a okay so uh, on your 1920s refrigerator you'll put this yeah 
Also, this this is opening up a whole new world. I mean, we've had these great reminder, everybody, great custom Highlander magnets. Uh, we've been calling them magnets stupidly. Maybe we should be like, hey, guys, get these great, you know, custom Highlander on the icebox things. I don't know. Yeah, They'd sell better. And then, like, the fact new that it doesn't marketing. preface what they're doing, that these initial sentences in the description are combinations of these words it was hard to read man (laughs) yeah also if those are the only words like this those are the best sentences we can come up with with this thing don't buy this product yeah all right amanda sexy eiffel like who wrote (laughs) who put those words together and was like good i did it all right absurdities here you go here's a a closer look at some of the uh absurdities um it's hard to read some of them Oh, you have oh. a you have a, a Duncan now. Yeah, I should have had you guys guess uh, some words that would be on here and see if uh, they matched up. Like the word guitar is on here. I'm seeing. I mean, I guess Joe plays the guitar. He does. But is that like a Bound Highlander bling. word? Like, are these words? High- I don't know. La Blues Seat Bar Uber. is on there. Whack. Yeah. Parry. Peace. Power. Robbery. Mac. Who? Cat. Burglar. England. Flashback. I'm a having lot a lot of, of fun. Yeah. Aren't we? Oops. Observe the the immortal warrior fight evil forever. Eternal sanctuary. That's Mm. right. The only limit is your imagination. And in which case, mine is terrible. And it will be awful. Well, here we go. So uh, Highlander Wisdom, right? Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like in the picture, it's called Highlander Wisdom. And in the description, it's Highlander on the icebox. Journey into the world of immortal poetry. That's also another thing. It's like, this is not billed as poetry. Like, I remember these things from like the 90s. Like, I guess, do they still make these sort of magnet sets for fridges? Mm -hmm. But like, I I always remember them being about poetry or something. Mm. Uh, Just because it is kind of random words. Like, one of them is morgue. That's fun. (laughs) I mean, it's fitting for this (laughs) this show. Speaking of iceboxes, right? That's the icebox they mean, actually. That's right. Uh, All right. All right, Eamon, it's time for you to guess. How much do you think retail price, $19.99, the Highlander on the Icebox set is worth? Hmm. And nineteen ninety nine is the year, not the answer? Yes. Yeah, for a second, I was like, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> also, I mean, there's there's nearly 270 words. Nearly. Oh, that's a lot so of words. Hopefully, it's 269, we're thinking. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, nearly 270 words. What? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to guess this is $14.99. All right, fourteen ninety nine. Kyle, Keith, I'm gonna bank on that either being a uh, a coincidence or slip of the tongue. I guess nineteen ninety nine. There you go. Wait, what did I just say? You when you said nineteen ninety nine earlier, I made the joke is was that the answer? So I so I'm gonna guess it. Oh, notwithstanding. Uh, and roll the dice. Let's see what happens. All right, Kyle, you are the winner. It is 1995. Is right. No, the 1999 wow. I mentioned was the year the catalog came out. But yes, oh, yeah. Kyle, you, yeah, you've you've nearly nailed it. Very good. Uh, great job. And if we bought this today uh, with inflation, this would cost over thirty-one dollars. Or maybe I should more accurately say nearly thirty-two dollars <laughs> or thirty-one dollars and twenty cents. It's thirty-one eighteen. Yeah, there you go. There That's we go. Way too much for this. That's right. Very wow. good. How will I mash together the words Scotland Justice Racetrack? <laughs> I know. I don't know. We'll never what have to. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, now it's time to talk about Highlander proper, right? Highlander the series. 
Highlands are proper. That's right. Mm. All right. So today we're talking about season six, episode 11. Wow. This is it, guys. Only uh, two more to go. Who would have thought? This episode is Indiscretions. It was originally aired May 3rd, 1998. So I don't know if uh, this is weird. The last episode we watched first aired February 2nd. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's a long. So it feels like they shelved the show and was like, this isn't really working. Just dump it. I don't know. I don't know why there's such a big gap. Uh, That's odd. Right. Not great. Yeah. Kills momentum leading up to the finale. Uh, I don't know. Very strange. It is strange. Yeah. All right. This episode was directed by Dennis Berry. This is his 33rd of 34 episodes. Oh, no. I know. One more. Almost 35 episodes. (laughs) That's right. Almost 35 episodes. (laughs) Uh, So we'll talk. We all know and love Dennis. So we'll talk about Dennis's uh, full Highlander oeuvre, uh, you know, uh, when we complete his run. Uh, But yeah, can't believe it. 33. Um, this was written by James Thorpe, and this is his last of eight Highlander episodes. So we can oh, run them down. Uh, in season five, his first episode was Money No Object. Money No. That. Money No. A, bu- a beloved shit episode for this podcast. Yeah, we love it. That's right. Money, uh, yes. Money, yes. Uh, the Valkyrie, uh, mm-hmm. which we were, I think, super impressed that that was like a second episode uh, from a writer and felt mm-hmm. like it was written by a seasoned highlander uh writer i guess Uh, is that the nazis one that is the nazis one very good yes that's a good one (laughs) it's a good one uh oh and that was what's his name's uh first episode as well um richard martin richard Richard martin Martin. right so like really knocking it out of the park all around uh then he also did in season five the modern prometheus that's not bad yeah season six was sins of the father diplomatic immunity Mm. oh boy Mm. deadly exposure okay Mm. two of hearts Mm. and this indiscretions uh all right well all right yeah pulling it back a little at the end there right but also it's still so weird that like all these episodes are right in a row like two of hearts indiscretions like i feel like i don't know they're uh he wrote a number of them in a row which is interesting and uh he's still a writer and i think executive producer on the show private eyes in its fourth season so how about that I've been asked, I'm watching you. Do we think that's the theme song of that show? I'd assume, right? It, it should be. Should be. If it's it not, should be. Yep. If not, what? What the fuck? Yeah. Right. Why that's... even name it that uh, title if you're not gonna have that song? Why it's even low... have a show? <laughs> Why even have a show? It's mm-hmm. low hanging fruit. That's right. True. All right, we got guest stars, and the very first guest star is Peter Wingfield. Mythos? That's what? Right. Who guests in this show that he appears in the opening credits after 10 episodes. Wild. This is his very first episode. This is insane. And like, <laughs> like it's just nuts. It's just nuts. There's no other way to put it. Nope. So I'm super curious how much they got paid for that. To be mm-hmm. like, have their names listed in the credits because money then comes not along with have that. to do any work. <laughs> right. And I'd have to think like, there must have been, Eamon, you mentioned this the very first or second episode when you realized that like, wait a minute, Amanda's in the credits. She's not in the episodes. Uh, I don't know. Like, is there is there a darker side to this? Like you mentioned that like, it feels like they're tricking us. And is that really what they're doing? Like, I mean, 
the fact that Mythos and Amanda have not appeared in any of these shows, like I get the impetus to be like, I would like to be in the opening credits because that means some more money and like some notoriety and all that sort of stuff. But it's because you're going to be in the show acting. And it's like, but I'd right. also like to be recognized for that. I don't understand being like, put me in the show and I don't want to be in the show. It almost feels like the producer said, we want to put you in the show or put you in the credits, but don't want to put you in the show because it's going to cost too much money on top of that. Yeah. I don't know. Part of me does worry that they're trying to trick the audience, uh, a la Highlander Endgame, with like a fake trailer to be like, mm. people are going to want to tune in if they see these people and we're not seeing them. Uh, it's weird. Really strange. It is odd. I really don't get it. But also, like, it's almost like this is a weird redemption episode where it's like, okay, we're going to give you all the Joe and mythos you can handle. <laughs> right. It's true. Which, fair uh, enough, I guess. Yeah. Like, I feel like my perception of this episode, and maybe this will come up when we rank it, is just going to be distorted by like the absence. It's like giving a, a it's like giving a person drying dying of thirst a glass of water. Like right, it's not, it's not, it's probably not the best water they've ever tasted. But I agree. Yeah, uh, this episode also has Jim Burns in it. So after uh, nine episodes, he makes in another appearance. Also Hooray. in the credits. Yeah, <laughs> also in the credits. Right. And the well, only our person beloved Highlander characters that like we expect to see on right. this show. It's not like he's been on the show for five years or anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then finally, this stars uh, Benedict Blythe as Morgan Walker. Uh, he's done a fair amount of TV uh, and a lot of British TV movies, but I kind of don't know him for much else. Mm -hmm. uh, and same thing with the uh, the actress that plays uh, Amy in this. I that I think might be her first credit. And she only has a few. It seems like she only really did acting between like 98 to 99 or something. Uh, so I don't know much about her either. So, but there we go. Judging by her performance, I can see why. Oh, okay. All right. So we have two IMDb descriptions this time. Are you guys ready? So we can decide which yes. one we like me. more. All right. The first one is Adam Pearson, AKA Mythos, tries to avenge the sufferings inflicted by immortal Morgan Walker on helpless victims over several hundred years. Nope. Mm. Uh, that's not at all what's happening here. Yeah, no, nope. it's really not. Yeah, that's if wrong. anything, it says like he tries to avenge. He he tries to not do anything. He's he, like, he let me out of here. Stay away. Yeah, yeah, this is Man not right. Man. Not right. Incorrect. Incorrect. All right. So the second one says, "Immortal Morgan Walker has a two hundred year vendetta against Mythos." When they okay, run into yeah, that's closer. When they run into each other in present day, Walker challenges Mythos, only to have his challenge refused. Accurate. Okay. However, when a watcher who Joe is close with is captured by Walker, Joe asks Mythos for help, and the challenge is met. Mm -hmm. Starts to get a little dicey at the end, but uh, yeah, but it's a good thing. That's right. right? It's in the ballpark. In the yeah. ballpark. We'll take it. All right. Well, I'll, it, plumps, I'll out. <laughs> it plumps when you cook it. Mm. Ballpark Franks. Mm, in the ballpark. That's right. All right. So When's the last time either of you, sorry to do a tangent, have had a boiled hot dog? Well, I don't uh, know. I had one from a cart mm. like there two months go. ago. That makes sense. Yeah. Like on the street. I was like just starving. I was like, Ooh. need that need that cart dog. What yeah. did you get on? Did you get anything on it? A little mustard and onions? Uh, it was mustard, onions, and relish. Wow. All right. I'm like, wow. Good wow. <laughs> it's, it sure is a dog. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I used to have these little, like, 
my mom would get them. They were hot dogs and they were in individual plastic sleeves and you'd put them in the microwave. Wow. And they'd cook and then you'd take it out of the sleeve and eat it. <laughs> and I'd wrap a piece of American cheese around it. That sounds I'd good. Toast the bun. And that's why I'm going to like die in five years of heart problems. That does sound good though. It's delicious. I'm sure. Very good. <laughs> Very now good. Talk- now we're talking about hot dogs instead of uh, indiscretions, which mm-hmm. I guess that hot dog might that, have been your own indiscretion. Yeah, that might have been an indiscretion. Let's, those, that's are right. my, those are my indiscretions. <laughs> All right. So how does this episode open? We're, we're in this limo. Let's talk about it. A bunch of drunk, coked up models. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I think we just think they're older. Yeah. You know. You're like over the hill a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't pick up on that. Interesting. Because yeah. they're like, they're... if you're not 15 and look like you're on smack, then they forget about you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was just commentary on like lecherous photographers and the wedding or the wedding, the model industry. The wedding industry. The wedding. I don't know why. Yeah. Don't you just want to marry a bunch of 15 year olds, guys? Uh... Oof, gross. <laughs> gross. Sorry. Uh, but the one in the middle is just passing way out. She's yep. like, she's taking some pills or something that are not agreeing with her. And That's they're going right. to Marrakesh. Right. So, <laughs> and there's a lot of ADR in this. Uh, oh, like a lot. Right. Like the driver is like an ADR nightmare. But they, so they end up arriving, I guess, like in this airfield. And two of the models get out and just leave their friend past them. They're like, uh, <laughs> what do we do about her? Whoops. And uh, then they take her like corpse out of the, she's not dead, but she's about to be. Spoiler. So we, one of these is, I believe, Dennis Berry's girlfriend in real life, according to the commentary. Oh, I believe it's the passed out one. Nice. Nice. Uh, Very good. Nice. <laughs> Uh, so it's funny that he picks his girlfriend to get uh, um, execution style shot <laughs> face or whatever. Yeah. Um, so when they get here, they get out of the limo and they end up meeting up with Morgan Walker. Uh, mm-hmm. And I guess he is the photographer and he's like, come inside and I'll, you'll meet the client. Right. And it's like, okay, like I'm trying okay. to put this together, like what his deal is. Uh, Anyway, so he, he what's that, Eamon? It's it just, oh, nothing. Oh, okay. It, it turns out his deal is that he's a fucking human trafficker, as we come to find out. Yeah. And like, he's the, a horrible monster. <laughs> yeah. And also, it's just like they're all like used up as models. So they just need to be murdered or sold into like a slave trade. Like, I don't understand that. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. This is crazy. No, this guy's very bad. He is <laughs> not good. So while this is all happening, there is a young woman who we find out is Amy later, and she is watching a lot of this stuff. And so when this the driver or whatever takes the woman into the plane hangar to execute her, this woman, Amy, has for some reason climbed on climbed. top <laughs> of a plane to like, where should I hide? Should I hide behind the boxes around a corner? No, let me inconspicuously climb on top of like an air vehicle like what yeah this is wild also <laughs> like, like where she's he just looking pulls, he the guy just pulls her out of the car and plugs her right there with like a yeah. silencer it's like 
you probably didn't need to do that. She's like in the process of ODing. Why would you shoot her? Just right. like leave her there or dump her on it. I'm like, just dump her on the street like you do. <laughs> right. But, also, like, I... Oh, they, sorry, dump, they dump the body and it just happens to be somewhere where Amy is like right above the body. Yeah. yeah also question like, because her job is to watch Walker. Right. Mm -hmm. And so why did she go from being outside walking, watching these women exit a limo to going into a dark airplane hangar where there was no one else hiding on a plane. Like Walker is somewhere else meeting with a client with these girls. Like why did she decide to go into this empty place? It's a fair question. I mean, it's so she could witness this murder. <laughs> it's so silly. Also, I do kind of feel like this, there's a lot of weird redundant writing in this episode, I find. Uh, I even find the fact that she witnesses this murder to be redundant. Like, because the, the Walker already has told the driver to kill her. So it's like, oh, we get that he's a bad guy. Like, I wish like there was maybe a discussion they had that was like more off screen or just more like, wait, what are they gonna do with this woman? Oh, they're gonna kill her is the reveal that Amy sees. Like, mm. but we're, we're already cued into like, he's a piece of shit sex trafficker before this all happens. So I just feel like it's like not needed information for the audience. Uh... Yeah, but she did. That's the cold open, that's it. So also, I'm just not sure what the mystery is. It's like, wait, what am I? Like, okay, he's bad. Okay, and then he's a bad guy. But it doesn't tell us anything about the plot, really. Yeah, correct. Right. Whereas, like, some cold opens in these episodes are much better. It's like, ooh, like I see where the conflict is going to come, or somebody's in a weird situation, or I don't know, whatever it is. There we go, and that's our. That's it. So, what happens next, Kyle? We cut to this like fancy estate. Uh, yeah, we cut to this. Uh. Wait a minute. Wait a tick. It's okay. Here I can do a little oh, recap. Mythos. No, no, just... sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Mythos, uh, like just is walking around this like fancy estate, right? Like there's a big gate, mm -hmm. huge house, gets the buzz, and who's there? Walker, like Walker, literally yeah. four feet away. Uh and like, I'm just like, wait, like, this is like one of the worst scenes I've ever seen in the show. Like, why is <laughs> this happening? Well, it's why so, it's just happening? so fast. And she's just like, he's, and he, refer I do like that he calls him Dr. Adams. Yes. But uh, that's kind of it. He just like, shows up and he's like, hello, Dr. I'm here. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm here. Time that's to fight. <laughs> this is the scene that goes at the end of the episode where they say like, look, we've set up all this conflict so between fixed. these characters, but we do just need them to get together. So we just do it. They do yeah. it in the first scene. Yeah. Sorry. When you were just, when the prompt was they're in this fancy place, like I was like, wait, where are they? Cause my notes just say they just randomly meet question mark. Right. Yeah. And like, a, is this like, <laughs> why is, lot. Yeah. yeah, it's like a parking lot at an open house or something. Like why yeah. is, why is Mythos here? Why is uh Walker here? Like, it just doesn't make, is this a coincidence? Like they just happen to so. run into each other. What? But oh, then I think doesn't, so. Doesn't Walker pull a gun out? <laughs> does he uh it's insane and so Mithos is just like i don't want to fight he's like oh we're, i don't want to cause a scene here or whatever and so he just yeah. drives away and that's that's that scene so we've had like two bizarre scenes back to back very exciting episode very exciting <laughs> so now we cut to le blues bar <laughs> which we have not seen since the first episode of this season which is a bummer because here's this like cool location i think yeah, well, it's, like, it's got yeah. some mood to it, right? 
let's set up this whole new identity for Joe and then never <laughs> like visit it or do anything. Never with it. Yep. it. Yeah. Maybe like the whole character of Joe in this season. Uh, yep. So he is talking with this woman who observed Morgan's ill deeds. Uh, and she's kind of lamenting that she has to sit back and watch as like this guy runs a human trafficking ring. Right. Walk in a model, walk out a slave. <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what says on your business card, right, Eamon? It does. <laughs> yes, we we accept walk-ins. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you just I'm, must walk well, out as a slave. I'm yeah. the Morgan Walkers, as reality. this guy calls them. Yeah. Morgan Walker her uh, model, walk her out a slave. <laughs> no nope. oh, boy. Wolf. Joe's um, like, ah, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. And there's actually like some lore here. Uh, yeah, which this is, is like cool. shocking that there's like they're adding to the lore in the you know third to final episode. Uh, but it's great. So they tell us about how the watchers were formed. Kyle, take it away. Well, I was gonna ask how you wrote down this guy's name because my note just says Gershkerber the Acadian. Gershkerber? Gershkerber. I, I, I don't know how they how they said this name, and I, I like, was, listened to it six times. Amalato? Is it Amalato? Amalato. Uh, yeah. The Acadian. Yeah. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Amalato the Acadian saw Gilgamesh come back to life. And he wow. was like the first watcher, and he set up the rules about non-interference, apparently. Right. And she's like, don't give me a history lesson, Joe, you old piece of shit. <laughs> Basically, yeah, that's right. what she says. And Joe's Joe like, literally ah. is like, you need to chill. He says, you should chill. And I was like, what? She's upset about a sex trafficking ring. Like, I don't know. In the scheme of things to be upset about, this ranks very highly. Yeah, hashtag save the children, right? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> oh, boy, topical. That's a, a topic near and dear to my heart. I'm sure. Did you guys talk about that uh, when you were recounting those votes, Simon? Yeah, in between, the, in between the votes I contested, I talked about how we need to save the children. Okay, good. Where's Cuban? Oh boy. Oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Okay. Uh, so we now, she, I guess, wonders why she got, she's like, I was 10th in my class. Why am I like, why was I the first to get a field assignment? Like was so somebody this, pulling the strings? Go on, Kyle. So many questions about this. Pull the string. Pull the string. Uh, <laughs> These are Ed Wood jokes, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, they are. So, so, how big is the Watcher Academy? Like from from the Watcher Chronicles that we've read, people have been like they were, you know, fourth out of three hundred and something people in their Watcher class. Like uh, this organization seems huge, and being tenth seems great. Yeah, that's the thing I was. It's just like I was like a paltry tenth in my class. Like, <clears throat> and it's like, wait, yeah. that sounds good if your organization has more than 50 people <laughs> yeah also weren't like uh hundreds uh or at least dozens of watchers murdered by what's his name like J jacob gelati that's right gelati yeah like don't they yeah. need to kind of rebuild the ranks like i yeah. i'm presumably i i could even see that being part of this it's like oh like well you got picked because like we just need people in the field and yeah, i don't know because numbers three through nine were <laughs> murdered by uh... <laughs> well then how long are some of them in the hospital from when like Duncan and Richie like <laughs> attacked Watcher <laughs> headquarters or whatever? Yeah. Right. Beat the shit out of 10 of them. 
Yeah, they're having a rough go. Not to mention the Watchers who went rogue to steal the Methuselah's stone and all right. this stuff. Like, they're hemorrhaging people. Now, there's something implied here. Should, should we let the cat out of the bag right now who Joe is compared to her, I guess? Or compared to her in relation to what, her? I mean, sure. let the cat out of the bag. Wasn't it in our opening clip? Okay, yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, All right, fine. So the cat, the cat has, the cat is roamed the cat's free. Gone. All right, is already cat's slashed out, up our faces. That's right. Okay, but like it's implied here. Like she talks about like, oh, after my dad died, my mom was going through his things, and she was like looking at this picture, and I was like, what are you looking at? And it wasn't a picture of my dad. It was a picture of you. And there seems to be an implication here. Well, first, Joe's her dad, but it yeah. seems to be that she became a watcher so she could. Was it so she could meet Joe? Or was it that she wanted to like kind of follow in family footsteps? Like, I don't know. When I, I watched it was this, that I... one, okay. but it's confusing. When I watched it, I was yeah. like, did she just become a watcher just so she could say hi to Joe? Like, to, 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 or did she suspect that he was her father already? Ah, right. Mm. And wanted to get closer. Mm. Mm. And her mom was a watcher anyway. So it like, kind of is the family business, as we'll come to find out. Yeah. I'm a watcher. <laughs> if the, if the, <laughs> If the watcher classes have like three hundred people in them, like how how are immortals a secret? That's too many people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of people. It's a lot right. of people. Like, uh, do do the governments not? The government doesn't know about immortals, right? Like, the president doesn't know about immortals. Not that we've ever been cued into. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Mm. All right, so. <laughs> So uh, she storms off. She's pretty upset about this whole situation, right? So now we cut to a bit later and we're in the basement of Le Blue's bar because I guess like Watcher headquarters are always just stashed in a basement of a like yep. whatever location. I mean, I've got one in my basement, so. All right. You know. And so who's there but Mythos? Mythos? Uh, and, and it's extremely cold in this yeah, basement. What, what is going on in this basement? The, the, you can like, see their the breath, breath so clearly. is flying out of his face. I was yeah. like, I felt cold watching it. Yeah, yeah, I feel bad. Like, I hope they didn't have many takes. Uh, it's very cold. Um, and so Joe is, like, I guess pissed and surprised to see Mythos. Well, one, uh, surprised because he hasn't been in any episodes. Uh, but right. I guess, like, kind of the last time we all dealt with Mythos was a little bit after the aftermath of the Four Horsemen story. And, like, they didn't really resolve a lot of those conflicts with people. I think we talked about that last season that, like, why doesn't like Amanda and Mythos never make up after that? Like, there's no sort of reconciliation between their characters. And same thing with Joe, I think. Like, they don't really address like, oh, by the way, you were a mass murderer, and we got to talk about that. Uh, so anyway, it like, seems that Mythos is, is that, just is gone that into hiding. What's, is that even what's afoot here? I think so. I think it's implied that Mythos has disappeared. No, but I mean, like, is his mass murdering past what the problem is in this episode? I don't know. Maybe not. Well, I think it's mentioned yeah. like later. He's like, I don't even know who you are or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. So I think but, that's part of like, I know who Max character is, but I don't really know mythos, which I think is true, I guess. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, it's like but, on the Flintstones where like they have to go back to status quo by the end of the episode. It's right. like, you know, Oh, I'm just in, I just broke into your house and I'm like, <laughs> going through your computer and everything's fine even right. though i've been absent <laughs> i like yeah. how you went to the flintstones as the uh the standard yeah, of you can have chosen literally anything <laughs> flintstones baby bonnie yeah, that's right very good 
Uh, so what, Kyle, what is uh, Mythos looking for here? So he is looking for Morgan Walker's Chronicle, uh, which originally Joe's like, oh, I'm not going to help you hunt this guy down. And he's like, no, I'm not trying to hunt him. I'm trying to like run away from him. Right. Which leads me to wonder what useful information might be in this Chronicle if your goal is to run. I guess his address. I don't know. Yeah, like, so, I was wondering so he that too. Accidentally run to his address. Yeah, <laughs> right. I guess. I and like I he knows know where he is. Like it's not like he's like he's right there. Like he just saw yeah. Walker the day before. So it's like, well, I yeah. guess he's in France. How about you just leave Go France somewhere else? Be Go yeah. somewhere not else. France. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, here is the uh, the Chronicle. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. New format. Look at this. And if I recall correctly, I believe they are using like actual screen caps from the watcher chronicles like this is the format i think the second version of the watcher chronicles look like if i recall mm -hmm. uh that's something kind of closer to this although i don't the thing that's so funny to me is can you see my mouse cursor mm -hmm. why does it say siri what is that what is yeah, yeah what is the, what the watcher look up series for yeah right uh, unless they know they're in a tv show <laughs> that's right they know they're uh, in a tv show morgan walker's favorite series is years <laughs> And make and uh, Jake and the Fat Man. So, did she just find out that he's a sex trafficker? I guess. What What has he been doing for hundreds of years? And what did the Chronicles said? Like, right. Well, I, I know what this Chronicle just said because we read it. It said he's a <laughs> modeling agent, which we've come yeah. to learn is definitively untrue. Yeah. Or that's like the cover. He's like sort of a model agent, but really, he like you know. I just make, feel like if you're the one in charge slaves. of that chronicle and you have the choice of writing slaver or modeling <laughs> agent, you write slaver. Right, like, right. You're really, really burying the lead for mm -hmm. any reader. If you're right. like, he's a modeling agent, part-time slaver. It's like, no, no, no. Like, right. In uh, any case. So, so this is, it becomes a, an intense interaction. Yeah, they're mad at each other. Uh, and I guess... Joe, this prompts Joe to be like, well, what, what the hell's going on with this Walker character? Like, why, what's the beef, right? And so this triggers a flashback to New Orleans, 1808. Uh, did you just Emerald Lagasse? I did, New Orleans. <laughs> Bam. Bam. Get some jumbo lie. There we go. Some Crawl that even. <laughs> Crawl that is. Etouffee. Very good. Jumbo lie. Isn't that what Julius Caesar said when he was killed? Yeah. Etouffee. <laughs> <laughs> And Guy uh, Fieri comes out and just dumps a bowl of rice on him. Yep, sounds about right. I don't know. Uh, Fieri. Yikes. Sorry, so, so go on, Kyle. Well, I we're, go ahead. I don't, Amy. Oh, I don't like this. Uh, so I don't Mythos, like this. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell us about it. Sh share, share with the class. Mythos is a doctor, and he's like tending to this young woman, Charlotte, who is a slave, and she has a fever. Or no, her brother. Her has. brother, right. Her brother has the fever. She's got a different fever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so does Mithis. And uh, he's got jungle fever. Oh, uh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. So he's like, she's like, thank you, doctor, for taking care of my brother. And he's like, please call me Benjamin. This is like a, a, the setup for a porn, basically. <laughs> what? I'm a doctor flirting with him and all this stuff and she's yeah like, why do you look after the slaves and not many doctors do and he's like maybe i was in a previous life Ooh -hoo -hoo. 
right but he uh, also was a slaver too, in, previ- yeah, like in a previous life by right. half. yeah that is yeah. the truth is that he was a yeah. slaver in a previous life not and a rapist <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes yeah not yikes good. yikes not good why do you think they called him here here's the question uh so adam pearson they they when he originally like that's his alias uh when he's introduced to the show they're like oh well he's called adam because it's like the first man like it's like mythos's practical joke right why mm. do you think he goes by benjamin i was like who chose his name benjamin, benjamin all i wrote down Adams. was he gets straight straight struck by lightning like benjamin franklin <laughs> yeah that's good ben ben, ben adams buttons. ah yeah, like benjamin yeah, buttons that's yeah, right benjamin button yeah that's mm-hmm. it Probably. Uh, so Captain Captain Walker, her her master, I suppose, uh, or her slaver, really, uh, is is out at sea, right? So she's like, mm, mm, yeah, we yeah, can get let's... down to business, right? Mm. And so they do to like old timey kind of honky tonk music. They're just like, yeah, yeah, buddy. Up let's music. get let's Guts. get that harpsichord grind on. But Mythos was like thirsty as soon as she like the the, the dialogue here is so bad too which like yeah. highlights that where he's just like are you flirting with me and she's like, like yep <laughs> and, and then they just she, get right to it she sounds like rogue from the x-men that's how bad her like southern accent from like is. the cartoon x yeah from the talking, cartoon right? x-men yeah like oh sugar <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous it's very bad also yeah, I'd like to point out that so this music plays and they just like they fucking get to it right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, her brother is just next to them, like yeah, well, like they, he's just and- laying on a cot on the bed, like on the floor, and Bruce. they just fuck right next to him. <laughs> like, In what we're gonna kind of find out is Morgan Walker's bed. Right. Yeah. Gross. Like wow. You didn't want to take this down the hall. This is Ted Cruz's favorite episode. <laughs> Why is that exactly? Because of that uh that that family porn he got caught liking on his uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Twitter account. Uh so Mythos gets the buzz and is like, oh shit, time oh, to go. I gotta go. <laughs> that's right. Uh so that's kind of how this scene ends. Like he escapes out the window and we know Walker has returned early, uh three days early, right? Uh so oh, and also Walker like doesn't he kill one of his escaped slaves. He does yeah, on his two, way two, home. Yeah. yeah, two slaves were caught like trying to snag some supplies from his ship. So he draws two guns and walks towards them very slowly to execute them. Fucked not, up. not good. He's a bad fucking dude. He's a yeah, bad he, dude. Also, a bad, bad businessman. What were those supplies yep. worth that he just murdered two people over them? Yeah. What is it like? Some like ropes <laughs> like <laughs> yeah what what could they have stolen really i don't know it doesn't make any sense because also he's supposed to be a slave trader so ostensibly these people are very valuable to him and he shot them right this character makes no sense <laughs> boy um nope. he's a bad boy it's almost like season six is uh, a little dicey and like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot of rewrites on these scripts uh yeah, all right so yeah. we cut back to the present and we resume the previous scene uh and so Joe's all pissed off and he's like, oh, you can keep it in your pants 200 years ago. And now you expect me to like, you know, hand over Chronicles to you. Uh, and so I guess Mythos points out like, you know, 
you've helped Mac before, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, you know, Joe throws the oath in his face. Uh, also, we did not mention where Mac is, which gets mentioned as part of this conversation. Because uh, Mythos is like, oh, I stopped by the barge. Mac isn't there. And he's like, oh, he's visiting uh, Claudia Jardine. Claudia Jardine. Oh. Oh, the little callback. Oh. Right. Do we like the little callback? Yeah. Yeah. That's why good. not? It's fine. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. Right? Yeah. A little something for the fans. Something for the fans. <laughs> yeah. Because like most it. of season six hasn't been for the fans, right? Uh, no. no. <laughs> I don't know who, who it's been for. Um, also, like, yeah, I don't know. This this was also like the last episode they actually filmed. Yes. I don't know if we mentioned that. But, we have uh, not mentioned that. And this is though the second the third to last episode, the final one in the shoot schedule. And yeah. AP because he's not in this episode at all, if we haven't pointed that out yet. He's nope. offset for the final episode. So that's right. Which yeah. apparently resulted in like a tonal shift on set, which I thought was mm -hmm. interesting. Uh, Jim Burns was like, things were different because AP wasn't around. Uh, I don't know what that means, but yeah, I don't know what that means either. But I could very see ambiguous. Yeah, it also must feel weird to shoot an episode that you know isn't the finale, not last. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's just kind of the the general sense of the script or some of the shooting and bloopers in this episode that like it just feels like it's out of steam or something uh, in some in some regards. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in this episode I like, but uh, it does feel like the care that this show has put into episodes doesn't really shine through uh, in some in this whole season, I guess, but I don't know. There, I'm sorry I, if I'm being way too harsh on the show, because I love this you know, show. But there is a, so on some of the behind, they show some of the behind the scenes stuff where they're showing some of like the, uh, especially some of these driving scenes where they're like, there's a lot of just driving around in this episode and Mythos and Joe acting. And they keep on getting some commentary from the director of like, can we do that again? That was a little low energy. <laughs> yes. like, yeah, more energy this time. Yep. Yeah, and, and I even felt that way just watching the episode in general, let alone some of these ones that didn't make it, could, you know, some of these takes that didn't make it in. It was like, yeah, I don't know. There is like a, a flatness to some of this that's, I don't know. Disappointing, I guess. Yeah, but understandable under the con in context, right? So after all of this, after Joe and Mythos have uh, their fight, we cut to like outside, and Amy, the watcher, the new uh, watcher recruit, I guess, uh, she's spying on Walker, and he's like leaving an office, and uh, I guess she doesn't do a good job following him, or who knows what. But like, he gets the ambush on her and like kidnaps her, right? Right. So there we go. Uh, and so then we cut to like his big fancy house because all these people have giant mansions. Uh, and he, I guess, has her tape recorder and journal and is like, hey, like, what's the what? deal? Like with all this stuff, what's a watcher? What's a watcher? I'm a watcher. You would think the watchers would have like, you know, coded language or some ways where they could like hide what they're really saying so in case they get kidnapped or, or like, yeah. Just, which in just the past couple of years, this again, this organization has been around for thousands of years. In just the last couple of years, this has happened like four times. Yeah, we yeah. got we got Callus. We've got you know, yeah, the other guy we were just talking about the the sniper, yeah, right. Jalati. Jalati. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like she, like what what do they teach at Walker Watcher headquarters? Like there should be a whole course called excuses or something. Like yeah, like isn't there? There's no protocol either. Like. They're, they're, they don't even just hide their information, but like, mm. how is it's there not some failsafe? Like, if you happen to get yeah. found out, 
this is what happens. Like, there's none of that. They don't know what they're doing. No. And like her her journal, which he reads from, is just like, and this guy, this is an immortal scumbag. (laughs) (laughs) Why does she bring the journal with her? Like, was she like spying on him walking from his office to his car? Like, what was she going to write down? Like, I don't even get it. Also in the journal, which is like a, a, a spiral notebook you would have in class, it just says, watcher of immortals, like at the top of each page, like written in crayon. Right. Like, yeah. Not good. Not good, Amy. No wonder you were 10th in your class. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, so now I guess uh, back at the blues bar, uh, Joe is calling Amy and not getting an answer. Uh and so I guess he's starting to worry about like what's going on. Uh, so there we go. Also, mm-hmm. like a lot of this does feel a bit repetitive. I mean, like we've seen like here's something I'll uh, maybe I'll try to point out throughout this episode, and hopefully I didn't miss one already. But like some of these scenes just feel like scenes we've seen before. It's like, hey, remember when Callus captured the Watcher and like there was a bunch of nipple torture? Like that's this scene, except this scene. no nipple torture, I guess. Uh, Not we got to see. That's right. Mm. Um, but like, I, I feel like a lot of the things going on, it's like, well, we've seen this concept before. We've seen this premise before. Like, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's treading into any sort of new moral territory or like even just the stuff with like Joe and Mythos. It's like, man, what about your Watcher Oath? It's like, how many seasons do we need to talk about Watchers interfering with the immortals. Like we've done that a ton. That's why Joe's in the show. Like, cause right. it creates this tension. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And it's, it's ground that has been well covered already. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's, uh, it's kind of, I don't know. It's just disappointing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so back at uh, Walker's like mansion, he gives some of his philosophy. Like there's these big pictures of these like models and he's like, their beauty what does he say he's like in 10 to 15 years like these women will have nothing to look forward to it's like oh yeah, like- so let me just enslave them now <laughs> oh, as like yeah. some weird Crazy. mercy it's it's nuts and once he- again this is like gabriel Pitone. i feel yeah. like and i was like yeah. I've, I've seen this sort of character before as well like i don't know and he's just so like creepy. some weird Silence of the Lambs murderer or something. Like, right. He's just like, a guy frees them in time forever. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand the point of spending time. I don't know. Maybe this is just a structural thing. And we complain about how evil a lot of villains are. I just never feel like spending time to give me more examples of like, a a very evil dude's super evil motivation for doing something like this just never feels like a good use of time like if you're gonna create a villain who's just a cartoon evil villain like i don't need time to spend with him explaining his cartoon evilness like because it doesn't make it more interesting uh yeah 100 percent like it's just him being like we know he's a creep and a murderer and a slaver and he's like let me tell you why and it's not a sympathetic reason (laughs) Right, yeah. Like, it's not that there really could be, but, like, it's not even like he's the hero of his own story. He's just super evil. Like, yeah. 
That's like that weird this. value added thing with these scenes. It's like, what is the value that this scene gives the episode? None. Like that happens yeah, right. way too much. Uh, also, he then finds her, I guess, like he grabs her wrist because she insults him and sees the watcher tattoo. And again, I'm like, why is this here? He's already read the journal and says, like, what's a watcher? Like, we don't need to we don't need mm. to do any of this. Like it, all this stuff is redundant. Like it feels like this script just was never edited. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Don't get it. Nope. Yeah. yeah. This scene could have started here, I guess, and it would have been okay to a degree. Yeah. If they didn't have the, the other scene. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. And he does say and then he's one, like, he, he says one thing that's like borderline a motivation here. Or just like it's something they maybe could have played with if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Where he's just like, oh, like, well, when I was born, this was okay. Which, like, first off, no, it wasn't. <laughs> right. Like, yes. what yeah. he was doing was never okay. Like, so that's a, a little odd. But, like, if they wanted to play with some notion of, like, morals change and this guy doesn't, like, that could be a hook into this world. But, of course, that's it's only one throwaway line. So, like, pfft, like it doesn't matter. Right. Anyway. Back to yep. our regularly scheduled program. So, I guess in this conversation, though, she, uh, it's implied that she's given up some info on joe right because he's like you keep mentioning this joe dawson or something in your tape or journal like what's yeah. his deal and then we cut to the blues bar and who these, but joe dawson right and these goons show up i guess there uh so i guess but i'm also just like i guess walker just wants to find out what the watchers are right i guess mm-hmm. that's why this is happening right because otherwise i'm not really understanding like why he's getting involved with joe and like i don't know all this sort of stuff uh yeah also, I love that there's a stomp poster like on the wall uh, outside of Joe's. Fantastic. Stomp. Le stomp. Okay. <laughs> is that still a thing? It is. I That's, think it is. They still have a theater yeah. in New York City, man. Wow. Yep. A whole theater them. just dedicated to stomp. To stomp, stomp theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going strong. Watch some Got- mops and toilet lids That's get. That's right. Banged around. How often do you think they replace yeah. the trash can? Have we talked about this on the podcast before? I feel Probably. like we've talked about the yeah. stuff. How like is it, is it actual? What's the attrition, what's the attrition rate on trash yeah. can lids? Yeah, like what's the budget? Is it are they actual trash can lids or do they have like special stomp lids made? Ooh, I could see that they maybe since then would have had special stomp lids made so that they were they last the, longer. The illusion is broken. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's also Special. the name of my new hat company. It's going to be Stomp Lids. Yeah. Stomp Lids. <laughs> that sounds very hip. That's yeah, right. It's it's to fulfill my goal of being sued by both the company Lids and the company behind Stomp. Wow. That's well, thank you. Speaking of hip things, uh, Amen, on your T Public uh, store, you have a wonderful Sal Lids shirt uh, yes. available for purchase. Mm-hmm. So anyone who wants to support uh, Amen, head on over yep. and buy a salad shirt, which is That's a hat right. with a salad in it. <laughs> That's right. That's very funny. Salads, bird star shirts. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I get two dollars per shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna mention something here. I, I we thought we'd fly through this episode, but there's just so many bizarre things that happen. I mean, so this entire it's our fault. <laughs> I guess so. This entire scene is just meant to show that, like, hey, she gave up the info on Joe, and now these goons are gonna follow follow Joe, right? Okay, cool. So these goons pull up in a minivan across from Labu's Blues Bar. Joe drives away, and then we see the goons follow. How do they follow? They have to do a really slow K-turn. And yeah. I was just like, 
what? Like they, they're on the other side That's and so they, they funny. pull around like this, but they, there's not enough clearance like on the road. And so then they have to stop back up and go. And I'm just watching it. I'm like, this isn't exciting. Like, what am I why, doing? Why are we watching this? And like, they either didn't have the time, like probably no time to redo it. Or like, I was just like, why don't they just drive up on the curb? Like, that's exciting to be like, oh, we're, they're chasing them down. Like they're out of here. Like, I just don't get these weird shots. It just feels like they had no time to budget. We don't even need to see it. Just show the, the bad guy's car move and that that's yeah. enough. Like yeah. right. Or uh, you know, maybe uh maybe the windows are tinted on the car. And when Joe drives away, the window comes down and we see the goon and we're like, Oh, they were watching him. That's uh, all you need. Now we know that they need. have the beat on Joe. Like it's just so strange the mechanics of this episode, how they try yeah, to but- Tell How the good are they at making three-point turns? Yeah. They, they did a great job, I think. They didn't <laughs> yeah. hit the curb. Uh, they had their blinker, I think, on. It's good. This is all very important. Right. That is so good. <laughs> so Wait, Joe heads to meet how those. They, how'd they pull the car out? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Joe heads over to meet those this place, wherever that is. Uh, and we've seen this show before, or this scene before, uh, where, you know, Mythos is packing up his car to leave and Duncan mm-hmm. confronts him about some horse shit. Same thing's happening here. Uh, so I guess Mythos is going to skip town to flee Walker and Joe is like, no, you got to help me, man. Like, this is the shit uh, going on. Also, yeah. uh, because I'm ranting and your guy. I'm ranting and raving right now. Joe pulls up like in like a Jeep Cherokee and then like mythos has like a land rover and like what the mac is driving what's mac driving of uh like a, i don't like a recall Jeep of some kind some other like i was like what Ranger? happened to the cars in like yeah. this is like an off-roading like what is this they are like why did all the cars change to like like jeeps yeah. and shit were jeeps this hot in the late 90s they were like everybody needs to drive a jeep mccloud yes. used to it. drive like a cool car right like, and now it's like this garbage. <laughs> also, Mythos is trying to get away from Walker, and Joe Joe's like enticement to get help is you have to help me find somebody that's as close to Walker as you can possibly be. Like, right, right. How is that an incentive for Mythos to help? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of not, and like, yeah. And also, Joe was also just such a jerk to him earlier. <laughs> Yeah. Just be like, why should I help you? Yeah, yeah, let's make it easy. You're a watcher. I'm a watcher. You're an immortal. And now he's like, they've got I a watcher, and, you, and I need yeah. an immortal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's uh, it makes no sense. So when he mentions this is Morgan Walker, we trigger another flashback. We get to resume kind of the the rest of the 1808 story in New Orleans. Uh, so Walker comes in, and this is horrible. <laughs> this is like, yes, ugh awful go for it tell us about it well he obviously got the buzz so he knows somebody was there and she's trying to lie but obviously he knows she's lying uh so he just freaks the fuck out and like chases her upstairs and he's like i was here who was here it shows you you love me (laughs) and it's like yeah he's saying like he chose her and like blah 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 and he's a slaver and he throws her out of a fucking window Oh, here we go. By, by the face. Oh my god. And Mythos has run away. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
There we go. Depends, I guess it depends on how she falls. But honestly, she doesn't yeah. fall from that high. No, no, uh, no like, you're right. Like, I, this I, was a very yeah. survivable fall under it the was. right circumstances. I can't believe he pushes her out by her face. By like face. it's so crazy. We got it. We got to fit that misogyny into the last season. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Just horrible. And meet yep. those fucking runs away yeah then yeah, the guy's he like runs away the guy's like come on let's fight and jo and joe's Mitha's just like no i don't think i'm interested in this yeah and that's yeah. it cool yeah good job Mitha's fucking asshole <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's just go down the the, the list Mitha's uh has sex with you know he, he commits adultery he leaves her to fend for herself lets her get murdered and then doesn't avenge her death yes and it's yep. just like well i got what i came for that's right yeah. cool cool yeah. there's our yeah, hero ladies and gentlemen yep yeah not good anyway uh also like i it's it's insane to me like again the the character motivation it would seem for walker is like he pushed this woman out a window by her face and he has a 200 year old vendetta after mythos like it doesn't seem like he, like I I don't you killed her like you got your revenge already <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah. like I just don't understand like it doesn't feel the motivation for the character to want revenge doesn't seem there one he owned her as a person which is not a thing you do with people you care about uh, yeah but like he murders her instantly like at the slightest whiff of like impropriety like I just don't get it uh because well, it just makes no sense like. Like, why wouldn't he just move on with his life? He seems like the sort of person who wouldn't give a fuck and just would. I don't know. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, I feel like it's okay if this is, like, a chance encounter, I guess. But, like, it seems like Mythos should be the one who wants revenge here. Like, maybe he did run away before, and that decision has gnawed at him since. And he's like, I got to make this right now. Yeah. But that's not what he's doing. He's just like, oh shit, this guy's back. I gotta go. Yeah. If you cut all the flashbacks from this episode, nothing would change. Like you could yeah. also just make them not have a backstory. Like there's nothing wrong with this story that is like less villain centric. Like I like mm -hmm. I understand having a generic villain. For instance, like the episode The Innocent had an extremely generic villain. Uh yes. which we were kind of like, oh, we complained about that because it like wasn't much to seek your teeth into. But at the same time, uh, like you don't need a character like that because it's about the relationship between Duncan Ritchie and uh, what was the character's name? Mikey. Mikey. Right. And it's like, well, we're, we're going to spend all our time on that. And so, like you said, Kyle, why are we getting all these weird motivations for this character where we didn't need them? Like they showed that he was a psychopath in the beginning. And it's like, great. That's all we need is like her to have a run in with some crazy immortal. And that's the impetus for the episode. And they, I don't know. There's all these other extraneous things on this episode that don't need to be there. Yeah. Very good. All right, so after this very. flashback, very good. After the FB, we're back in the present, resuming the scene on the street with Joe and Mythos. Eamon, who's watching them? Uh, the, 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 the henchmen. That's right. They're and watching. But now Mythos is like, I'm not helping you, Joe. It's like the reverse. Right. Yeah. Well, then Joe's just like, well, fuck it, and pulls out a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately went, whoa. I know. Yeah, I he was, makes himself instantly I was stunned on yeah. this. He's just like, well, better go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. yeah. So he just starts shooting and he ends up shooting this one guy like in the chest. 
what the yeah. fuck <laughs> yeah like this is pretty do, nuts do the watchers have like carte blanche to murder people yeah that's part of, that's actually what watcher academy is you get your license to kill yeah, yeah. Son of a bitch is packing. We've been made. <laughs> you guys like, I'm hit. It sounds like a bad video game, like an arcade yeah. game, uh, yeah. EDR. Uh, so anyway, Mythos and Joe end up getting in the car. Well, I guess Joe or Mythos saves Joe. He like dives in front of a bullet. They get in the car and they speed off, right? Great. Great. Very good. It's, uh, yeah, which is, I guess, cool. But then Mythos. Sure, just it's is- super cool. Uh, Mythos then just decides it's like it's time to drive forever. Right. So they start driving away, I guess. Uh, the goons tell Walker all about this encounter yeah. and are like, hey, we, uh, this dude, we shot him and he like popped back to life. And then does it, does Walker ask at this point, like, wait, what's he look like? <laughs> I was like, wait yeah. a minute. Like somehow Walker is like piecing together, like, that he had a chance encounter with Mythos and that now it's probably the same guy. Like what? I don't know. Yeah, That seems to be it. Right. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know why he would assume that these things could be connected in any way, but whatever. He's like a guy with no legs and you let him get away. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Indeed. So uh, now this is like, this is the most fun part of the episode. Like when the road trip part of the episode starts. Uh, mm. Yes. Goes, mm, is that a no? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, the fun part. <laughs> sure. I don't know. Well, I enjoy seeing these two characters. Like at least there are two characters that we know that have a history and they're interacting. Like, and they're bantering about it. Right. And yeah. it's like, this feels familiar. Like this is what I want. Uh, also, I think the music does a lot of heavy lifting in this episode. Uh, like I'm kind of, I dig this like bluesy road trip music they got going. It's great. Mm-hmm. Very 48 hours ish, sure. Right. But Mythos is like, I'm driving away from the bullets. Right. Yeah. And he's like, and Joe's like, no, you got to drive to the bullets. <laughs> uh, Remember like the, the Alamo. That's yeah. Right. Like, I guess this banter is kind of fun. Mythos is like, I'm the guy who saved your life. I decide where we go. Right. Yeah. They're still tiffing. They're in the storming part of the relationship. Uh, yes. That's right. <laughs> building a team. Um, so then, uh-oh, putter, 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 the car Damn. runs out of gas. So I'm very curious how far they did drive, considering it ran out of gas. I mean, how much was in the tank? Who knows? But yeah. they're stuck. Uh, so Joe pulls the gas tank out of the uh, the trunk, and he's like, I'm just walking to get gas. And the adventure continues, right? Yep. What an it adventure. continues very slowly. <laughs> uh, Is there hitchhiking now? As and one they does. They can't do it. But Joe's got the, the beat, man. He's like, observe and record. I thought Ooh. that was very cute. I, I it appreciated was. it. And then uh, he gets a car right away. Yeah, right away. Who's, I guess, uh, who, who is this person? I think this person works on the uh, the show. It was some tech or something, right? Yeah. Nice. Right. <laughs> and he's uh, in like a DHL truck. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so... I guess the 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 goons eventually find the abandoned car. I love when they pull up to the car. The the one goon who has been shot in the chest, who now seems totally fine, by the way. Maybe right. he's uh, immortal too. Yeah, uh, he like pulls his gun out sideways, and he's like, "Oh, the car!" I just thought it was hysterical. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so anyway, they got the beat on them. No, it's their their car ran out of gas. Woof! We're getting through this episode. So now we cut to a gas station or wherever, uh, and uh, or wherever I, or wherever. And I just I was very impressed that they're filling this up with super premium gas. Like, <laughs> I was like, what are they doing? No expenses spared. Yeah. <laughs> Spend no expense. 
Uh, so they're back on the road. Hooray. And like, they put this, they put this guy in danger. The like guy they hitchhike with because the bad guys find them. Right. The bad guys yeah. just drive by and are like, there they are <laughs> right there. Whoops. I'm like, cool. I guess fuck this guy. <laughs> well, absolutely. Fuck this guy. No question like, about it. Jesus. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so they pull up. Now these goons, like, jump out of their car. They're running after them. Uh, they shoot some, like, gas canisters. It explodes. Because, uh, of course, it does. Yeah, I don't know. And once again, I will point out that this guy has been shot in the chest. Chest. And now he's, right. like, chasing after. I don't understand how any of this works. Anyway. He's T-1000. That's right. This checks out. Liquid metal. I'll make a comment about the music in this. I think this episode has the best music in all of season six. Ooh, I can buy that. It has a ton of music cues. Some seem new. Some seem like they've drawn from the Roger Bellon library, uh, but there's a lot of them. I think they're really effective. And I really like that bluesy road trip music. Uh, like I really feel like the, the action scenes in this episode get a lot better because of the cues they use. So that's my two that. cents. Um, I'm into it. So anyway, yeah, so we end up going like inside this warehouse next to the gas station or whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. And we get the return of Pipe Man, which is exciting, right? Ooh, Pipe Man begins. The Pipe Man rises. He Meet those fucking murders this dude with a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he hits him twice in the head. head yeah. yeah. It's, uh, is, is there a Mega Man villain called Pipe Man? There should be. Sure. Uh, so Joe there gets a call. absolutely should be. All right, so... Here, uh, I'm actually going to save this for later, but uh, yeah, never mind. Go on. Okay, great. <laughs> I have a surprise so, for later. Ooh. So not a surprise for later, but this is structurally weird, right? Does is anyone have a, a surprise for now? No, it's not <laughs> okay. a surprise. There's no surprises but, now. Okay, cool. They are ostensibly looking for Morgan, I guess. And like Mythos even is, seems to almost think he's there. Like, oh, I just got to go fight him. Like, let me just go fight him. And while this is going on is when Joe gets this call, which we come to find out, like, Morgan wants to basically organize a trade. Like, if Joe betrays Mythos, he can get Amy back. But, yeah. like, then we just get the same kind of sequence again of them looking for Morgan again. Like we kind of just do this dance over again. We then just like go get more road trip footage to lead into more of them right. looking for Morgan and more of them like trying to get past goons and stuff. Yeah. It's just like we just kind of do the whole thing again now with the added context of the this call. Sure. Like why didn't just the call just happen sooner and like right. you know, work backwards? I don't yeah. know. No, it's, this episode is literally like a paragraph worth of story, and they have yeah. figured out ways to expand it. And I don't know, because uh, like yeah, we just get to see all this again because we're gonna have more wistful car talk in a moment. Ooh, click and clack. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, so yeah, there we go. And so they're gonna meet uh, outside a power station at six o'clock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> Sounds about right. Okay, so now we cut inside the goons van, right? So they 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 stole that van now, uh, or I guess borrowed it or whatever. Um, and so I don't know. How about how about we listen to the scene? We haven't played a clip. Uh, right, so it. yeah, this is a Mytho, or excuse me, Joe telling uh, Mythos all about like his, the the mother and you know all that sort of stuff, right? 
The mother. The mother. I think this is uh, uh okay, scene. I still like seeing them together. So does she know? Huh? Amy. Yeah. Does she know that you're her father? Uh, it seems like she figured it out. You didn't tell her then. If you don't want to confide in me, Joe, that's that's fine. Don't let the fact that I've saved your life influence you in any way. It's nothing new, Mythos. It was my first year at the Academy. I met her mom. She was married. And? Well, we were working late one night. We had dinner and a nice bottle of wine. Boring story. <laughs> right. It's like that's like <laughs> I didn't think about that. What a, what, a, what, a, what a boring story. <laughs> and a couple of drinks. Yeah. Like me and me that's to like tear it out of them. It's just like, well, one yeah. one day we were in proximity to each other and there was alcohol. Yeah. And that was like, it. okay. You're right. Cool. You've just written the history of like of human culture. And meanwhile, Dennis Berry is off screen being like a little more, a little energy, more energy, please. Because <laughs> it is like paced very slowly. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, do we did we skip Mythos killing the, the bad guy with a with a, a fake out? Oh, we did. So yeah, oh, yeah. there's the Got second it. goon. So I mean, tell us real quick how he dispatches goon number two. So Mythos has like borrowed these these guns and he like flips around the corner and clicks and the gun's out of bullets. And the bad guy's like, ha ha, you're <laughs> out of bullets. But it's a fake out. Mythos has another gun with bullets in it and he fucking <laughs> shoots, murders this guy. <laughs> right. Now, here's my question. Jesus Christ. If, if, if there was a bullet in the gun when he pulled it the first time, he would have just shot the guy and he'd be dead. Yep. Yeah, so you don't really need the fake out. Right. Nope. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. Make, doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> But Mythos has a cool, uh, gets a cool moment. That's right. Where he gets to sadistically toy with this <laughs> yeah. man before, yeah, murder, maybe he before still murdering is dead. him. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I want to point out another thing. So we've been talking about a lot about like the budget of the show and all this sort of stuff. Uh, so another like sign that the budget has drastically gone down is that Mythos is doing the driving. Uh, so we just mentioned yes. that like, he's yeah. not normally they pull a car, like they pull the car with a truck or whatever. So the actor doesn't have to do anything and they can actually just act and, you know, not get a car accident, car accident. kill other yeah. people. Uh, but they didn't have the money for that. So, uh, you know, Peter Wingfield is just driving around the very busy streets and highways of Paris, uh, trying without, to act. Without a driver's license, apparently. <laughs> Which I don't know if he's not licensed to drive anywhere or just like not licensed to drive in France or what the deal is. Right. But... Hey, and, yeah, uh, I'm just like, what is this? But also they say in the in the special features that Joe had the gun on him. Like the, the, the fake gun. So that if they got pulled over, they would have been in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It's like they point out, it's like, oh, this is all bad on so many levels. But why did he need to have the gun on him? Don't, I don't know. know. You could have <laughs> like, just left that in the other car with the, the director or something. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, the gun's not part of this scene. 
Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Also, I'm, I'm going to point this out because I get into all this weird minutia. A thing I, I hate the way this scene ends. Minutia? You minutia. Yeah. Uh, so this scene just ends and it just fades out. Like they're just having this conversation and it just fades to black and then it fades back in and they're at the power station. I'm just like, what is this editing? Like in any like in any regular TV show, this and they also set up this shot correctly. Before this scene takes place, there is an establishing shot on a highway and we see Joe and Mithis's car enter into frame and then we cut inside the car. Instead, they end the scene just by like fading to black, which is like usually shows that like, I don't know, like why doesn't this cut outside and show the car driving into the distance like a normal show? Like that's how the storytelling works and like it helps you orient yourself in a story. It's like, oh, now they're going that way. Like we, we know yeah. that the journey continues. I don't know. It's just the strangest editing and is like, weirdly like cookie cutter editing that like should happen. It's like, yeah. And then you see the car drive into the distance and then we cut to the new location where they're going. This doesn't follow those rules. It's yeah. At all. Very positive. Season six, maybe. That's right. All right. Power station. Here we are. Yeah. Uh, you got to end an episode. You got to go to a power, power station, station or some or fucking an industrial an abandoned factory or yeah. a mm. fireworks factory. When are they going to get to the fireworks factory? That's right. All right, so what happens here? Well, Mythos is just laying it on thick about how Joe is his best friend in the whole <laughs> yeah. wide world, and he just won't let off of him. It's like, this oh, is we're pretty just... funny. It yeah. was funny, yeah. This is kind of funny. Yeah. You know, we're like, what a pair we are. Like Mulder and Scully, like Caligula and Incatardis, which is his horse. So that was um, funny. Uh, and then Joe's like, shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Uh, and Joe finally cracks and admits that he's been like solicited for betrayal. Ooh, solicited, solicited for betrayal. I love that. <laughs> and Mythos uh, is like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, so was this whole speech and like Mythos prying with him in the car was like all of that just an act to like get him to crack? I guess. Mythos is the master manipulator. Allegedly. <laughs> Yeah. Although I guess is are we supposed to read into this that Mythos is guilted Joe into saying this because he's like we're like Mulder and Scully like great great teams right and like yeah. but my yeah. teammate is lying to me and I know it and yeah because otherwise I don't know it's just so weird it's like they're pretend it's like they're pretending to be friends it's like yeah your friend who just like lied to you uh about killing you like yeah yeah but you know, Joe, I think he knows and this is like an act yeah and Joe's like how did you know and Mythos is like. You said a watcher called you in the phone, but you never say the first and last name. And then suddenly one of them's calling you about information and you say, tell anybody yeah. about it. Right, right. Like, yeah. yeah. All so, manner of problems. Right. And Joe's just like, all right, all right, shut the fuck up. Shut up. <laughs> I'm supposed to shoot you. Yeah. All right. So they go inside and Walker is there with Amy. He's got a gun against her head. Uh, I will say classic Dennis Berry. Uh, I love how all the, f also, I didn't even mention, I think the flashbook, flashbook, flashback, flashbook, flashbook uh, looks great in this episode. Like they are obviously shooting this in France. And I think that's also part of all the weird ADR because they're supposed to have like American Southerners from the mm -hmm. 1800s uh, do voices. And I think that's 
why they had to cast some new people. Uh, yeah. But like, I just love all the fog. And like, I think they did a pretty good job of making it look like a side street in New Orleans or something uh, yeah. 200 years ago. See, uh, that was the thing that confused me because they made a choice of what accents they wanted them to have. When I originally saw that the flashback was taking place in New Orleans, I was like, oh, that's genius because it's 1808. They could right. all have they could French all accents. have French accents and it would be yeah. fine. fine. Like <laughs> that right. would be that would be acceptable. And I thought like, oh, that was a really clever way to to frame this right. so that they could work with the pool that they had. But no, no, that's a good point. Wow, interesting. Because you were acting like a long tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Not. <laughs> 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 okay. But anyway, this is classic Dennis Berry, lots of fog in this Mm -hmm. uh, warehouse, and it looks pretty cool. Like, uh, a lot of directors shoot these, like, warehouse scenes, like, really close up, and I think they're Mm. awful. Like, it's just, like, oh, generic machinery behind them. Like, at least this, like, this is, I don't know, he crushes it here. Like, there's angles, there's lights, there's shadows. Like, I want to see all of that. That's why this set is, or this location is interesting, not because it's, like, steel beams. Uh, Mm. I don't know. So anyway, that's pretty jet good. Fuel Can jet fuel, melt yeah. Steel beams. Oh. <laughs> oh boy, Evan, you probably know a lot about that. I beat you. Yeah. I beat you a little bit. Oh yeah, big time. Cool. Like as a terrorist. Oh no! <laughs> no! <laughs> no! I thought it was because you were talking about conspiracy theories. theories. Oh yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I'm gonna get thrown in prison because of this episode. Uh oh. Gitmo, oh. baby. All right. Uh, okay, so they end up kind of making a trade because Mitho or Joe refuses to shoot Mythos, but he's like, look, I got the upper hand now. If you shoot her, I'll shoot you, and I'll guarantee that Mythos will take your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess they just kind of like call it quits, and he's like, fine, you take her, you leave, and Mythos agrees to stay in fight. So Walker right? didn't really think this out very much. No. Right? <laughs> like, he could have come up with a better ambush, right? Like... I guess so. I mean, even just the fact that, like, I mean, I know that now he knows that Joe and Mythos are together, but, like, Walker was always going to be alerted to Mythos's presence just by the buzz. Like, right. so I don't know. There's not too much, like, element of surprise they can get on him. I don't know. Well, yeah. I, th- I think the he's he's hinging it all on Joe's betrayal, and Joe, surprisingly, is not betrayed, so. Right? Yeah. Very good. Uh Anyway, uh, oh, also, I thought of something interesting. He still calls him, like, Dr. Adams in this mm-hmm. scene. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, does he not even know he's Mythos? And then I was of like, course, I wonder yeah. if, I would I wonder, if, like, would that would change this uh, dynamic at all if he knew he was, yeah. like, going toe-to-toe against, uh, you know. I think it, I think it probably would. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I don't well, know. He, like, he thinks he's going against, like, a, a cowardly doctor. Right. Right. Instead of like a super warlord, mm-hmm. yeah, super warlord. <laughs> it's my favorite Mario game. Super warlord. Super warlord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. World. Yeah, super you warlord got... world. I don't know. Uh, super so... warlord brothers. All right, so they start fighting, and Kyle, what does Mythos do to like? I don't know. What's the little flourish he does? What's the Ooh. little flourish? I don't know how to describe. Or... Whatever he he. Electric... I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Damon, go ahead. Wait, are you talking about his when he switches his grip so he holds the? You sword? gotta do the switch grip. <laughs> no, I, I was talking about which doesn't look like it makes sense. Tatsuichi but... style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, when he they they get in like a, a lock with each other yeah. and Mitho sticks his 
Oh, they uh, electrocute each. He electrocutes him through the through the sword. Sword. Right. Yeah, okay, that is kind of cool. I like that. So that was yeah. fun, right? Okay. Mm, yeah, I like. It. I kind of like how Mythos fights. He does the little like step thing with his foot. He like steps forward when he lunges. His little foot comes out. Yeah, he like kicks his, it his up. Right. Little, his little foot. Yeah, his little <laughs> foot. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I I do like Epiron McAsh. We talked about this before. Was like, I wish I could have picked a different sword for him. I don't mind a sword. I think it's fine. I don't know. Yeah, I like that it looks so different than other people's. I think visually yeah. it's really striking. Uh, yeah. And then I guess we should point out that it, it looks like Walker is fighting with some sort of like cavalry sword, which yeah. I was maybe equating like, I was like, oh, is he supposed to, did he maybe fight for the South or something? Uh, I assumed it was yeah. like yeah. a cutlass or something, almost like something like that, like a sailor might. Oh, have. that would make sense too. Yeah. Mm. Pirate sword. Pirate yeah, sword. That's right. Hook. <laughs> Yar. All right, so like. Mythos, of course, wins. Also, this guy even kind of looks like the seafaring villain that You're we've right. seen yeah. before. Yeah, with What's, the blonde was, hair? Yeah, what was mm -hmm. that guy's name uh, in the boy. second Kenny episode? That's right. Uh, Kincaid? Kincaid. Yeah. Good pull. Yeah. The one that was stranded on a desert island for 100 years or whatever. Right, yeah. and starved to death like hundreds of times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brutal. See, I get why that guy wants revenge. I don't get why this guy does, but yeah, you whatever. Made me made me kill my slave, but I didn't actually have to do that. And right. could have just been chill. <laughs> yeah, or not been a slaver. Yeah, or all those not things. Been a, all those things would have led to more successful outcomes for yeah, everyone horrible involved. Monster. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Mythos wins. It, it's nothing really special. He stabs him or whatever, uh, and, and then like gets his face so close they're practically kissing, and is like, yeah. just because I don't like to fight doesn't mean that I can't. And then decapitates. Yeah, yeah. So that was fun. Like, I, I mean, I that was like cool. That. Yeah, yeah, I was into I, that. I like that. That's good. Uh, so then we get a crazy quickening. <laughs> uh, there's lots of smoke and sparkles. Lots yeah. of apparently actually, they. We just played the clip, right? That was it. Yeah. Yeah, we just did it. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> but uh, I guess they used like the kitchen sink, like this was the last thing they were filming, uh, the yeah. very last thing they were filming. And they were just like, all right, let's just take every bit of fireworks we have left, all the pyrotechnics from uh, the show, and just let them off. And, uh, and Adam, the, like, uh, barrel or Peter... exploded or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, teeth. oh, yeah, that was another thing. Like, we didn't even yeah. mention that in that scene at the gas station, a barrel explodes because it gets, yeah. I guess, it gets like superheated by the other explosions. Right. And it caused no, I'm, the I'm air conflating the two things. Yeah. And yeah, the yeah. air expanded and blew the top off, uh, which apparently was very dangerous. And once again, I'm just like wondering, I was like, oh, it doesn't seem like uh, all hands are on deck for the show here. Uh, and then during this, I guess like an ember like exploded and hit Peter Wingfield in the face. And like a trooper, he didn't like stop because uh, they couldn't have stopped because they had no more pyrotechnics. So what if it that? like hit him in the eye or something? God. <laughs> like, then Good he'd job, have one guys. eye. I think yeah. Yeah. Then he would have one eye. <laughs> yeah, I lost my eye filming uh, a shitty episode of Highlander <laughs> in the last season. Right, like a no throwaway episode. This, yeah. No offense to this episode, but just yeah. like that would have been horrible. But yep. it's a cool. 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 All right, uh, let's talk. Dana Ma. So we're back at the blues bar. And Joe and Amy are there. They're like, well, where do we go? Amy's still pissed, I guess, uh, because Joe never told her. Um, uh, thanks for rescuing me from this, like, <laughs> crazed, like, 
serial killer slaving monster. Sure. But I'm going to go now. Yeah. She's like, bye. And she's like, I thought we could do this father-daughter thing. And she's just like, no, nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm no, I'm good. Thanks. You haven't been my dad ever, so see ya. Yeah. yeah. Which I guess is fine on her part. Uh, sure. I, I don't know if I'd be mad at Joe. I mean, I'm sure you would be mad just because this is an emotional yeah, yeah. realignment also, of like your world. Like, oh, him wow. pulling strings for her to like advance her career, put her in this guy's crosshairs. Like, is there supposed to be any sense in which we're, we're supposed to think she wasn't ready for this and like Joe's help endangered her? Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. I wasn't That's sure how to think about that. Yeah. I don't know either. Uh, anyway, so she leaves and then Mythos is like right there when he like He's appears. Like, ah. It's like, oh, they were having a very personal conversation. And then Mythos is like, hey, you want a drink? Uh, so they pour shots and uh, says she'll be she'll be back someday, I guess. And he says it's because he's very old and wise. He knows this. So it's kind of cute. And that's the end of the episode. However, before we move on, I do have to mention, did anyone catch a, like this episode ends on a blooper, a blooper. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? All right. Listen to this. Here we go. What's he call her? You guys catch that? Honey. Honey. Honey? I thought he called her Ani. And I was like, her name's... (laughs) I was like, her name's Amy, man. He says honey? He says honey. Honey, I'm listening again. Oh, boy. Honey? Do you think... All right, fine. Honey. All right. (laughs) Honey. Honey. Are you serious? I'm like, he said Ani. All right, well, fine. If he calls her honey... Uh, I don't think he's earned it either. Like he's barely been a dad. You don't get to call her honey. Um, yeah, that, that's be, the real blooper. That's how I, yeah. I fixed it. <laughs> wow, I really was freaking out because I was like, he called her Ani instead of Amy. Ani, goodbye, Ani. <laughs> Little orphan <listening>. Ani. Yeah. <laughs> he's looking through his uh, comic strips he had on the on the um, ice box. Oh yeah, yeah. sure, that's mm-hmm. right. All right, well, that's the end of this episode, but that means it's game time. Game time as I rustle my paper. Russell? Um, Ooh, Russell Mulcahy. Is he Russell who gnashed your paper? That's right. Uh, so, gentlemen, we're going to play a fun game of WatcherTube. Yeah. Joe themed this time. Ooh. Ooh, we're getting that advanced bit of knowledge here. That's right. So this one's going to be a a little tricky, but let's see how we do. So if you are unfamiliar with the game, uh, I have taken some clues from comments on Highlander episodes off of the website YouTube where you can watch videos. Nothing (laughs) like that. Yeah, it's it's a new site. Uh, A lot of horrible. propaganda gets spewed on that site and uh, a lot of people get brainwashed so maybe stay away from it i don't know um but uh uh kyle will have three chances to guess what highlander episode these comments are coming from so just uh shout out your name and take a guess if you think you know and uh i think that's it so are you guys ready let's do it i'm ready let's do it episode one first clue poor mythos that's it? That's it. Uh, Keith. Yes, Keith. Um, Methuselah's gift. No, incorrect. Okay. Kyle, uh, I guess. Kyle, indiscretions. 
No. <laughs> Good guess, though. All right. Second clue. Boner Prince Charlie. Boner Prince Charlie. <laughs> Is that intentional or a typo, I wonder? I am not sure. <laughs> I love Either whatever. way, it's great. I love it. Huh. Uh, uh, Keith. Yes, Keith. Through a glass darkly. Yes, that's correct. One point. Yeah. Oh, man. And Mithis is only in that episode for like four seconds, right? Yep. Yeah, like in, in the, the beginning. Because because yep. Elixir died. Elixir, elixir, the love of his life. Through tube. A, a, a watcher tube. Watcher tube. Keith is in the lead. The last clue was Doug Ray Scott, the man who could have been Wolverine. He must hate Tom Cruise. Oh, because Tom of Mission Cruise Impossible 2? Would not let him be Wolverine. Mm. Do you really think Doug Ray Scott would have been a big star, though? I wonder, right? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. Why would Tom Cruise not let him be Wolverine? I don't think I know this story. He was in Mission Impossible 2, Doug Ray mm-hmm. Scott was, and I think Tom Cruise just wouldn't let him do both movies or something. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah. I guess Tom Cruise is like a, an executive producer. Um, um, I got to climb this. I got to climb the Grand Canyon or whatever at the beginning of the movie. I'm making yeah, that decision. So you have, that to, decision. you have to stand by. Yeah. That was that was like a Tom Cruise decision, by the way. He's like, I need to be rock climbing at the beginning mm-hmm. of this movie. It's like, okay. As you do. Yep. Got to show off those muscles. Those muscles, the Scientology muscles. I don't know what this mm-hmm. was. That's you rock climbing. Yeah. <laughs> That's you uh, jerking off two horses. Um, <laughs> right. Next question, I guess. <laughs> Next question. Are you guys ready? Yes. Next episode. Next clue. I have a feeling Mythos is better with the sword than he lets on. Keith. Yes, Keith. Indiscretions. No, good guess though. Kyle, do you have a guess? Uh, Mythos. Good Ooh, guess, one. but no. Uh, mm-hmm. Round two. I like how Mythos stepped up to do what had to be done. Kyle. Uh, yes, Kyle. Chivalry. Yes. Ah, oh. Which is murder good. a woman. <laughs> yep. I'm glad he stepped up to murder this woman. Good job, Kyle. Yeah, I do what nice. I can. We're doing much better this time. I mean, granted, it's only two rounds in, but these uh, Watcher Tube uh, games have not gone well because we forgot all the names of the episodes. Yeah, so we're doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. You guys. Well, are that good. is always the problem. I always remember what episode it is, and then I'm like, wait, is that is that which one's that again? Yeah. How does the word innocence factor into the name of this episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last clue on this is interesting. It says, "I did wish that they would have given a reason why Mythos wanted Kristen dead." I mean, the guy who stayed away from the game came to town for Kristen. That's mm. interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Did he, he didn't come to town for her, right? I, I think it just means like he comes back to the game for I guess so. for this. Yeah. That's of all weird. things. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I get it. Like, Max in danger. Like, they they hash it out on the porch, right? When they're, they're painting, he gets a little paint on his nose. Boop, boop. Yeah. Boop, boop. Oh, that's cute. He's like, you got to ice her. All right. Hash it out. Next episode, first clue. I just want a Mythos spinoff series. Kyle. Keith. Look, Kyle got <laughs> in Indiscretions. Incorrect. Spared you that one. I'm going to skip this one. I'll pass. Oh, you're going to skip? Okay. I'm going to skip. What a coward. Next clue. Seems Joe does an awful lot of interfering for a watcher who is not a hunter as well. Kyle. Yes, Kyle. That minutes to midnight? No. Good Ooh, guess, very though. good guess. 
Keith, do you have a guess? Uh, Mythos? Uh, yes, that's correct. Hey! Really? Okay. All right. Keith gets a point. The last clue was, well, I didn't realize the village doctor from Downton Abbey was in this episode. Oh, okay. Or as I like to call it, Downtown Abbey. Hmm. Yeah. Have you, either of you <laughs> as ever I, As I like show? to call it, uh, Downtown Ani. But oh. <laughs> Goodbye, Ani. This blooper. <laughs> Ultimate blooper. All right. <laughs> so, so far, Keith is in the lead, but Kyle... Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm calling... Well, actually, I'm not going to call that out. Never mind. I think uh, someone on our Facebook page has been clued into a number of references we've been making, and Kyle just oh. said Ultimate Blooper, and uh, <laughs> so I'll leave it there. Okay, fair enough. Fair I mean, enough. I know what I was thinking of. Uh, they, I, I think ooh, they'll get it, too. It's amazing. Ooh, ooh. Hit us, Eamon, with this next, next episode, clue. first clue. Mythos was my husband <laughs> in my dreams, of course. LOL, so handsome, so sexy, so, 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 so. Kyle. I can't remember what I wrote that comment for. Yeah, indiscretions. <laughs> Kyle is correct. Hey! Indiscretions. <laughs> See, I but figured if I kept trying it, it would work eventually. It's tied up. But here's the surprise I was talking about earlier. Ooh. So this is a YouTube comment left eight years ago. <laughs> eight whole years ago. By Zarathustra's crown. So if you're listening, good job. So wait, Joe has a cell phone and they still decide to walk and hitchhike to get gas? Why not just call a cab? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh, that's so true. That's My amazing. God. I was like, what? That is, that is... <laughs> That's it's crazy. Nice work, Zarathustra. Yeah. Thus wow. spake Zarathustra to a good Highlander clue. All right. This is for all the marbles, ladies and gentlemen. This is the last round. This is the first clue. You are both tied. Like my fallopian tubes. So okay. let's yeah. go. Mythos's cynicism and experience makes him thoroughly pragmatic. Reminds me of Machiavelli. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm scared about this commenter. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, For some reason, I thought you were going to say, reminds me of me. <laughs> reminds like, me of me. Someone arrests that commenter <laughs> yeah. immediately. Put Keith. them in jail. Yes, Keith. Four horsemen. Uh, no. Good Go guess, me. though. Kyle, do you have a guess? Um, I'm going to guess the, the next one, Revelations. Incorrect, but good guess. Next okay. guess. Next guess, next clue. Mythos loves every chance he gets to swing that sword around. <laughs> what? Which is and not no, true. No, he doesn't. It, is, yeah. it doesn't seem to be true. I'm thinking that's false. Um, false. Uh, Keith. Yes, Keith. Modern Prometheus. No. Good guess, though. Kyle, do you have a guess? I'm thinking. I'm I'm struggling here a little bit to to figure out which which one this could be. Uh, this was already said. Damn it. Uh, pass. Pass. Final clue. <laughs> Very good. Ending of the final fight was lame. Would have liked to see some of Richie's newer fighting skills with a sword. Not see Culbraith, an experienced immortal, literally run right into Richie's sword. Kyle. Yes, Kyle. Uh, 
Is this Mephus? No. What's the name of this? Oh, no, it's called The Messenger, is the name of this episode. Which is what I was about to guess. Oh. Oh, ultimate forfeit. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Um, We can be tied. It's okay. I'm going to say it's a tie. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but good job, guys. We actually knew a lot of episodes this round. For a change. Yeah, this is good. Wait, so, Eamon, did you build this yes, as sir. a Joe-centric? No, Joe and Mythos. Oh, I just heard Joe, and I was very confused the whole time. <laughs> Where Joe is not in any of these episodes? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I, I must not have enunciated clearly. No, you probably did, and I'm a fool, but... What a fool believes. All right. Congratulations to us both. You guys win! We're all winners! Especially the audience at home. That's right. Okay, are you guys ready to hop into the Watcher Chronicles before we uh, discuss this episode? Let's do do it. it. All right, this is going to be... I'm like, this is going to be fun. Um, It is going to be fun. That's what you I said. gonna be for little jambalaya, little crawfish, little. Uh, I need to learn about more New Orleans cuisine because all I ever say is jambalaya and crawfish. And oh. etouffee. And etouffee. Interesting. Ooh. What about a beignet? Interesting. Beignet. beignet. Oh, I like those. All right. First, we're going to be talking about Amy Thomas. Her mm. cover is a student. Uh, location Paris, France. Mentor was Laura Brennan Thomas slash joe dawson i don't know how much mentoring Ooh. joe was doing but you yeah. know uh education saint mary's college and dorham u uh academy class ranking 10 of 113 oh wow so okay so right but like if if she She's was concerned that she if she got put into the field what, what what are all those other people doing those 113 graduates like if she thinks being 10th is too much to go into the field or not high enough to go into the field like does the Watcher Academy every year just like, it seems like the majority of what Watchers must do then is research. I think so. I think we're supposed to think that. Whatever. Skills, photography, great. And she speaks English and French. Wee wee. Wee wee. Do the Watchers have their own tattoo artist? Why can't I change yeah, pages? They've got a staff, someone on mm-hmm. staff. They have a staff infection. Yeah. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Why isn't this changing pages? I'd love to know that. There we go. This page was changing. <laughs> That's right. All right, I'm going to have to move your little screen here so I can read it. Okay, here we go. Mm. From the Tribunal Record, 15th of November, 1998, the tri- Tribunal is in receipt of a petition, 15 November, 1998, from Amy Thomas, currently between assignments after the death of Morgan Walker. Miss Thomas has requested that she be transferred to research with a capital R uh, in lieu of a new field assignment. Her mentor and field mentor, Joe Dawson, has given his statement recommending the transfer as well on the grounds that she doesn't have the heart for work in the field as the tribunal acknowledges that finding the best fit between watcher and assignment uh, specialty is uh, crucial to the future of the organization. We hereby approve the transfer to Western Europe research with the recommendation she be assigned to uh, as apprentice to Dr. Zoll and the mythos project. (laughs) Dr. Zoll. Dr. Zoll. All right. Joe is like coming down hard on Amy. Yeah. And also, like, I mean, is this because she almost was murdered and is like, yeah, because she was captured and tortured? Yeah, I mean, that would would make me not want to do it. But at the same time, like, what do you mean she doesn't have the heart to do it, though? Like, I don't know. I never thought that was a problem, but uh, 
is all this shit being kept secret? Like, couldn't he say she doesn't want to do field work because she was kidnapped and almost murdered? <laughs> like, yeah, she should probably, yeah. he should probably say that. Yeah. yeah. You'd think they would want to know. All right. Who knows? Good job, Joe. Good job as usual. All right. Let's go to the next one here. I don't know there's why it's not letting me flip the... Yeah, there's more. There's a couple. Ooh. All right. This is a little mythos action here. Addendum to the Chronicle of Benjamin Adams, 1808. And this is written, I believe, by... Uh, oh, this is by Dr. Zoll. Dr. Amy Zoll. Ooh, oh, two, Amy. the two Amys getting together. I love it. Amy, Wait a two, minute. Two Amys? Why? Two a uh, maybe it's because the other one is Ani, Ani and Amy. Yeah, I don't I have no idea why they're both named Amy. Maybe hey, that's is this her mom. Oh no! Uh, oh oh oh! I guess so. Yeah, so I don't know. she named her. All right, okay, okay. This is complete and total rubbish. If you compare this with Walker's Chronicle or cross-reference the Area Supervisor Journal, the Chronicle of uh, Annalise. Uh, Thibodeau, Thibodeau. Thibodeau, Thibodeau, or the local newspapers, they all say the same thing. Adams took advantage of Walker's absence to screw his slave as payment for some kind of medical treatment he'd given. Walker returned prematurely, and Adams scampered off without a thought for the slave who Walker killed accidentally. Mm, right. Then the little weasel skipped town to avoid a fight. Uh, that's also the real story I found when I pulled the original 1808 Chronicle as penned by Jesse Benoit out of the Preservation Vault. I suspect our Mr. Pearson has doctored many of our records, uh, rewriting history the way he wishes it happened. If he's ruined centuries of watcher work with his sick practical joke and created centuries of work for those of us who have to put it right, I may have to take his head myself. Damn. Well, you probably put, should put that last thing in the bottom there. That's uh, maybe grounds for dismissal, but... What? What? What was changed? <laughs> I don't understand. So it would seem, I think that because when Mythos was assigned to his own chronicle, he was going back in and altering the records to what actually happened. And Dr. Amy Zoll has gone back in and says, none of this makes any sense because I can't track the Mythos story. It doesn't make sense compared to what was reported in the newspaper or what was in Walker's journal or like reports at the time. So she's assuming that these uh chronicles are now doctored to make them false mm. in which case we actually know they're to be made true so she thinks mythos uh took money uh like this was walker's excuse probably at the time that mythos took advantage of his wife as payment for helping her brother then he accidentally killed her when he was upset that's not true yeah, but dr amy zoll thinks it's true i guess i kind of thought that was interesting i don't know it's confusing is, to me but it is a little confusing this is why you can't trust the experts. <laughs> Damn it, Eamon. All right. And then we got a couple uh, little pieces about the Watcher organization since we learned a little bit in this episode. Ooh. Right? About the Watchers. Do we know how the Watchers originated? Question mark. According to legend, the Watchers were created in the thousand years after the Great Flood when Amat. I'm to the Acadian uh, and a sandal maker in the city of uh, Agade. Agade, Agade. Agade, Ani, witnessed the great Gilgamesh, king of Uruk, come back to life in battle. Uh, Amaledu kept the king's secret safe 
and leaving his own life and livelihood began to follow him. Soon he realized that Gilgamesh was not alone and there were others like him who could not die. And he began to note whom this immortal encountered and whom he killed. As time went on and more immortals were made known to Amaleru, he sought out men he could trust and swore them to secrecy. And they began to watch as well. On his deathbed, he anointed his three sons to lead the brotherhood uh, he had created after he was gone and thus created the first tribunal. Ooh. What do you think of that? There's some good world building. I'm into this. Right. Yeah, that's cool. And I like that they pull like an actual mythological figure. I agree with that too. Ah, There's a lot we... of chronicles on this. I know there were. This was, uh, I don't know, surprising. Can we believe the legends? Um, let me move the little screen here so I can see the words. There are many with the Watch organization who believe that uh, that tale to be uh, apocryphal, a fable created during the Dark Ages to explain the unknowable. There's evidence to indicate that the three-person tribunal only came into being as recent as the Roman epoch. Mm. Uh, still, whether the story of Amaletto is truth or fiction, it illustrates the principles that have been the founding of the Watchers since the beginning. We observe in secrecy, we record the truth faithfully, uh, and we never interfere in the lives of those we watch. This is our vow passed down through the ages. These are the principles to which mortal men and women have dedicated their lives for thousands of years. And these are the principles to which we swore when we completed our training, took our final vow, and were marked with the seal of the watchers forever. Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. I guess is that part of your uh, like graduation ceremony, getting the tattoo, I would think. That makes sense. That's kind of cool, right? Sure. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, yeah. wow, there are a lot. Is I there, think also more. Hell yeah. <laughs> a little Morgan Walker action. Morgan All right. Walker. Born in oh, 16. 16- we, we saw this one, right? in in the yes, episode kind of right yeah we saw the different version of this one uh first teacher stein mirstad i don't know he was a sailor drowned in a storm off gibraltar english uh recent base of operations paris france he's a modeling agent uh nope. <laughs> a, a horrible uh yes human that, trafficker that is right all right ready for his chronicle Mm-hmm. I wonder if all watchers get stuck with a slime ball like Walker for their immortal. I do like that they use the word slime ball because that was called out in the episode. Yeah. Uh, or is this just a cruel trick reserved for us newbies, like a fraternity hazing? Morgan Walker, international modeling agent, is actually a murdering bastard, white slaver, and he has to kill a woman right in front of me before I can uh, get it through my thick, naive skull. Wow. If this yeah. was a test, I failed. Yes, Cal? I just want to point out the tame the the problematic use of the term white slaver. Yeah, as opposed to like other slaves. Oh well, they're just like they're just That's a regular nor- slavery. normal slavery. Yeah. Oh, anyway, uh, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I refuse to believe they're all like this. Why on earth would anyone stay a watcher? He's a lizard, a snake who has little respect for mortals and absolutely none at all for women. It's all about the money and the deal and the lives involved concern uh, him no more than the life of a box of tissues or some other commodity. How yeah. long do I have to stick this one out before I can put in a transfer? Uh, damn. Damn indeed, right? It's also just like, why would they give a newbie someone this dangerous? You'd think it would like, you'd think new people would get people like Mac who like, right. if the worst happens to them, like Mac isn't, if they get made, Mac isn't going to string you up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So That's a very good that point. That would be the the deal. Not like let's give them to this very dangerous man. Very good. Also, point. like let's give this young, attractive woman uh, a detail of like an evil immortal who specifically like trades in uh, enslaving young, attractive women. <laughs> like, right. 
that just seems like bad, bad planning. Yeah. Like, not a good assignment. <laughs> no. All right. Wow. So here we are at the end of uh, the last, I guess this is kind of like the last re regular series episode. Like, yep. I mean, I feel it like is. the finale is something, it exists kind of outside of this really. Uh, In some ways. Yeah. Or I should, maybe I should say season six exists outside of the everything, everything yeah. else. Uh, and that the season series finale will maybe more closely follow what we've come to know as Highlander. Uh, but yeah, what do we think about this uh, episode? Let's talk about it. Kyle gets to give his opinion first, correct? Yes. Yeah. I, I want to like this episode more than I actually like it. There's just like a lethargy and like a just like kind of slapdash quality to this that hampers an otherwise compelling product. Yeah. Like just like the... Uh, a Joe and Mythos road trip episode is a great premise. Like that's solid. That's a 10 out of 10 right there. Sign me up. Just the rest of the things around it just don't deliver and like don't make the most of the raw material that they have. And like the, the patterns for growth that this episode seems to present are not the ones they go down. Like, you know, Joe doesn't learn anything about what his relationship to, to Immortals should be. Right. He just needs help, so he selfishly asks for Mythos's help. And, like, Mythos had this moment of, like, failure where he was, like, a coward in the past and didn't fight this evil guy. And he doesn't seem to, like, learn anything that makes him want to undo that. Right. Like, he just kind of gets backed into a corner and eventually has to do it. Like, he barely even wants to help Joe. So it's like, I don't exactly see, like, the trajectory of either of these characters. I don't know. That's my two cents. Yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> yeah. I... <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like, why do they have, why, why couldn't they just made this like a fun episode instead of having all this weird shit like forced into it? Yeah, it's hard to have a fun episode with slavery as a sub theme. Like, yeah. This yeah. is not, that's not a good way to make something fun. Right. And, and it just makes like Mythos not likable <laughs> like he abandoned this woman that he had sex with to be horribly murdered <laughs> like and then you... walks away from the guy who did it yeah twice yeah. <laughs> right yeah he had a also, chance to stand up again and if you really if you just like think about it it's like that's so horrific <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. i'm like oh this is kind of gross yeah but then yeah. he has some like funny quips too so it's okay like i don't know oh that mythos what a rascal yeah <laughs> like why uh, couldn't this just been like mac and our mythos and joe are going to meet, meet mac and they're having a funny like i don't know this could have been like a comedy episode or something yeah it probably would be better served if it was a little lighter and uh yeah wow yeah. so uh i mean we want to see sword fights and we want to see quickenings because we were watching the Highlander television show. So I guess that's part of why they had that stuff thrown in there, obviously. But uh well they could have a villain, like yeah. It's if it was okay just more generic, he... yeah. Yeah. It either needed to be more generic or more compelling. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you and wanted they... like a light episode, a generic villain would be fine. Like, yeah. Yeah, so strange. Uh okay, so I have a couple thoughts. Well, one, I guess like at least the title is like makes sense, I guess. Like three characters, I, I I assume all three characters have had indiscretions. Joe, Mythos, mm -hmm. and then maybe even Amy. 
is it referring to like her making some bad choices or is it really just about Mythos and Joe? I don't know. It's Mythos and Joe, I think. Okay, well, there we go. Uh, I don't know. They both, they both be cheating. They both be cheating. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say in terms of like the budget thing, I mean like, yeah, this episode suffers so much from budget stuff, but even the special features to a degree, did anyone catch that uh, in one of the special features, it says it's about the driving, like that they didn't mm-hmm. have like a tow truck. The special feature is literally called DWA colon acting while driving. <laughs> Not driving while act. Like they didn't even get the acronym correct on their own thing. It should be A like AWD, A-W-D. or DWA driving while acting. It's which is the correct one because it's supposed to be like a DUI. Mm-hmm. It's just remarkable that like the special features jokes can't even be done properly because they put the wrong titles in. I don't know. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Good job. Yep. Uh, the, I guess- the, the most satisfying thing about this episode is if you had the DVD, watch the commentary with Jim Burns and Peter Wingfield. Because it's yeah. just like, they're having so much fun talking to each other and just making they're fun having- of stuff. I yeah, think they're fun. having more fun in real life than their characters are on screen. <laughs> yes. Like, perhaps telling about the episode in some ways. Right. And if they could have like captured that lightning in a bottle on the episode would have been like, I've been hearing about this episode for six years. People love this episode. Yeah. I think it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Which in, in season six means it's a dunker, but. That's true. Know. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to, this is maybe a, a weird key theory. Cause I always do this stupid stuff. Uh, it's, it has been a very long time since I've seen this episode. And as you both have said, like the, the fan community talks about this episode quite a lot in terms of being like a a notable season six episode, but also like, I think a lot of people are like, we wish we got this TV show. Like we wanted the Joe mm-hmm. and Mythos spinoff, not maybe Amanda. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people I think put their, their eggs in this basket and said, this would have been the successful spinoff. And weirdly watching this episode, I was just like, I don't even see this as a Joe and Mythos spinoff. Like I, I don't understand how no one talks about this as an Amy spinoff like an Amy Joe spinoff. Like, I feel like there's a bunch of pieces here that that's the show. Like if, if I like, it's also weird, the special features, like most of these episodes that have had special features in this season, they interview the producers, the writers, and you get a good sense of like, hey, what were we doing with this, ep- like with this character? Like we wanted an assassin female immortal, or we wanted the mother female immortal, whatever the, the kind of twist was gonna be. Uh, but the DVD doesn't have any sort of commentary from the, the creative behind the show on this and what they intended it to be. But it, it does seem like everybody talks about this, like a Mythos spinoff. And I don't know, I feel like all the pieces are there for an Amy, like it's a dad drama. Like it's like, okay, we now have to like get our relationship back together. That's some drama. We also have this, I think, great idea that there's a rookie watcher. And it's like, let's dive into like the history. Like we learn a little bit about in this episode, like how did the watchers form? And it's like, well, keep going with that. Like we're gonna get into all the Chronicles, new characters, the organization of the watchers how does she fit in like joe can always be there as a mentor i don't know like it it seems like there's an episode here or a series that could be more centered on the watchers uh as a main character i don't know it's weird that I, I never hear people talk about it and that's my takeaway from this episode is i wish this this could be a spinoff for sure but not about mythos and joe about amy and me or joe whatever i don't know that's interesting yeah hmm that would be, mm. Well, there's like room for that plot to move forward. Yeah. Like with Joe and Amy and maybe Mythos could hang around too. And like, 
Amy comes to Joe and Mythos is at the bar and he's like, Oh, I remember that immortal. I'll help you do this or I'll help you do that. But like Joe and Mythos, it's like, what's, what's the plot of right. this show? Like, yeah, hey, I feel like in order like, for that to work, Adam Pearson needs to come back to the Watchers. Like, yeah, yeah, I do feel like it becomes like a Watcher centric show, which I think point. would be okay though. I don't know. Because otherwise, how do you get these two characters together in any sustained way? Unless the show right. is just about Mythos and like Joe's the guest star. Yeah, I, I'd be fine if it was about Amy. Like Amy's the yeah. star of the show. Uh, and then Joe is maybe a guest star, supporting role. Mythos can show up. I mean, any of these characters could show up again. Uh, I yeah. don't know. That would be my format for a spinoff. Uh, but it's weird. Like I never even hear that like... Yeah, this episode is not uh, presented in terms of like the female spinoff angle. It's always something different. And I see it as also part of that female spinoff uh, world. Anyway, that's my two cents. How about that? Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Ready to rate this mother? I think so. Rate this mother. Amen. how many uh, Peter Wingfield guest appearances this season would you give this episode? Oh my God. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to give it one, which right. is <laughs> what he... Or I guess two. He's he's in the last two, right? Uh, uh yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um this is hard. I'm gonna give it two and a half. All right, two and a half. I was gonna say three initially, but after talking about the episode, I don't know if it's a three. Yeah. And people might people might be mad at me for this, but I mean, listen, the the the, the mythos It's and your Joe rating, are, baby. Yeah, it's my rating. Mythos and Joe are charismatic characters. I liked seeing them. I was very happy to see them. But this is just kind of a, a this is like a season one episode in a way. Like, and no McLeod is just, I don't really like the show without McLeod as much as we make fun of him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know I, what I mean? See, I, I don't know. I think the show can work without McLeod. Yeah. It just, they didn't do what they needed to do to make it work. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. a better version of this episode works just fine without McLeod. If yeah. everything if everything is ten percent faster, the jokes are ten percent punchier. We're having a very different like the plot is just a little more internally coherent. We're having a very different conversation about this episode. I think. Yeah. yeah. Like I think I think like with minor even just quality improvements to everything that they already did. I think we're talking about this episode like it's a four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but. Yeah. unfortunately that's just not the world we live in no. and i do i don't think that it's max absence that causes that yeah but maybe mm, it is uh, i don't know mm, mm, mm. kyle how many uh secret daughters would you give this episode i am given this three secret daughters and amen i think maybe your two and a half is more on point but i think i'm so starved for these characters that there is just like mm -hmm. an element of relief that yeah. comes from seeing this and like in context i feel like it deserves to be a three and i love like some of the world building components i enjoy some of like the flashes of the buddy cop show that this could be mm -hmm. you know so i'm giving it a three for for that reason three three yeah Very good. Keith, how many 80 yard voice actors would you give this <laughs> uh, i think i'm gonna go in with three as well uh this is an episode that i think in any other season would be you know it's it's like totally just fine it's a fine yeah. episode having just two characters that we know like you said kyle is a like breath of fresh air like yeah just a relief to see like like we've spent time learning about these characters and like that's why you have a series like that's why when you watch tv it's not a new story with new characters every single time it's mm -hmm. that you can like you have a history and there's like baggage they bring and now that they're in a new situation 
how does that baggage like affect the relationship? And like, thank God we got to just see some of that again. Uh, I really wish this episode was, I mean, granted they're doing like a audition season, but like, if this was the third episode of the season, I think I would feel also very different because I'd be like, oh, like there's something to go here. Like maybe we're going to see Amy again. Like at least Mythos and Joe are reconciling something about their past like that Mythos has like fled the watch organization like they got to discuss that on screen that he's a mass murderer let's have them discuss that on screen like at least it's dealing like should deal with stuff that's happened before and be consequential uh and also yeah that's a weird thing like this episode is rather unconsequential which is you know maybe a bummer but yeah Mm. Claudio Jardine's back yeah gotta love her that's right very good good stuff good well that brings us to the end of this episode but we have some special announcements and other stuff i know it's just i i think also the reason i pulled all those watcher chronicles was i was like this is like a road trip movie this is going to move along pretty quickly i thought and somehow it still didn't and nope i don't know we we found more stuff to talk about as usual and i Mm -hmm. babbled on too much also as usual so but we're going to give you the chance to babble on as much as you'd like. Well, within mm-hmm. reason. So uh, the end of the, you know, Highlander, the series proper is coming to an end in just a few short weeks. Uh, but we'd like to, you know, uh, the season or the series is, I think, how all three of us got into the show. Uh, mm-hmm. or, or into, obviously, it's how we got into the show. The show is the right. reason why I got into the show. Uh, yeah. But why we got into Highlander. Uh, so we want to, like, give it its, you know, uh, a nice send off and uh cuz we i think really appreciate what this uh the show is and it allowed us to create our podcast uh so anyway, what we're going to be doing is I, I know what a couple of years ago, we released a, a special video called Voices of Highlander. Uh, and it was some interviews that we had done with the fans uh, at the Lakeland Convention in Florida. Uh, but we'd That's like to right. do something like that again, uh, except just about Highlander, the series in general. Um, and so we'd like to put together kind of like a cool audio montage. Um, so we're going to ask for basically you're going to interview yourself and you can send us in a, a voice memo. So just record it on your phone. Uh, I think mm. most phones do this, right? All phones. They all do. Now. I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. Right. They all do. They all do. So just hit record. Uh, and we're going to put the instructions up on our Facebook uh, page as well. And then you can just email us your voice memo. And once we get them all, we're going to edit them all up and put together kind of hopefully a cool montage. Uh, you know, if all the responses we get aren't fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So here are the rules. Uh, when you interview yourself, you're going to need to give your name, your first and uh, last initial. Uh, your age, if you'd like, and tell us where you're from. There's Highlander fans all over the country, all over the world. Uh, and it'd be cool to kind of map where everyone's coming from. Uh, and so tell us why, be brief, you know, in under two minutes, maybe tell us like why Highlander the series is so important to you. Uh, and you can tell us your favorite episode and why. And then finally, tell us what you think makes Duncan McLeod so special. Uh, and, you know, try to be succinct, uh, you know, um, if you want, you could even, I don't know, I want to say you have, you can write it out if you want, but, uh, you know, uh, send us be a nice, brief. yeah, be brief and concise about, be you know, brief. why you like Duncan McLeod. Unlike this episode where we just meander on and talk and talk and talk. <laughs> you see the consequences <laughs> of not being brief. Don't be yeah. like us. Don't be like that. Don't be like us. Anyway, so you're going to give us the old, uh, you know, little roundup of those answers. Uh, send us the voice memo. You can email it to HighlanderRewatch at gmail.com. Again, it's HighlanderRewatch at gmail.com. And all submissions are due by the new year. January 1st is Happy the due date. Be everyone. <laughs> That's right. Hot dog. 
Um, oh, those hot dogs are coming back, right? Mm. Back to hot Muddy dogs. Muddy water dogs. <laughs> uh, so anyway, hopefully it'll be really great uh, to kind of cap off our coverage of the series with a kind of big retrospective of not just what we think, but what, what all the fan community, uh, people in the fan community, wow, I cannot talk today, uh, think about the show. Uh, so anyway, all we'll be talking about community. that on uh, upcoming episodes and look out for posts on our Facebook and Twitter pages about that um so cool uh so yeah next week we're going to be back with the episode to be the uh first part of the finale uh and uh before we go we just want to make sure uh or just say everyone have a happy thanksgiving here in america happy belated thanksgiving to our canadian listeners uh yeah. who i guess was last month and uh yeah uh i think uh it's, things are tough right now and so it's always good to be thankful for the small joys and little things we have in our lives so what you do got that's right, Kyle. You're showing off a lot of skin here. I'm just uh, thankful. It's a little something for the the ladies. All right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we're thankful for you, our listeners. Yes, Very absolutely. Good. So, well, that's it. That uh, brings us to the end of the episode. We'll see you next week. Uh, we've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Amy. Bye. Bye. Bye.